0: Welcome to PopCast on the Rocks, episode 88. It's a big episode. We've got coming straight ahead for you. We've got a guest on. Um, We're not covering news because the topic's so big, we got to skip right to it. So anyways, we're a podcast that talks about pop culture things. Sometimes there's whiskey. The topic for tonight is going to be Wheel of Time from Amazon. So um, we're going to be covering our weeks a little bit some stuff we're into and watching. And then after that, we're going to be talking Wheel of Time and getting pretty spoiler heavy with the show. We've got two Wheel of Time experts on, so um, it's going to be good. Um, before we get there, uh, Andrea, we got we got drink holidays. Andrea is here as always. Um, what are our drink holidays?
1: Uh, yeah, so we don't have any for today per se, uh, but we've got one looking back and one looking ahead which I feel is very appropriate as we are coming up on the end of the year, looking ahead to 2022. Um, But if you're currently looking behind at 2021, December 24th, as I mentioned before, was National Eggnog Day. I probably will never celebrate that holiday because I'm not a Nog fan. I'm not a Nog head, whatever you want to call it. Um, But if you are, kudos. Christmas Eve was your day. Um, But if uh, if you're looking ahead... The 31st is, unsurprisingly, National Champagne Day, Um, you know, closing out the new year with or closing out the old and bringing in the new with a toast of champagne. So, yeah, two two very different kinds of holidays. Um, I'd probably be more of the latter. I'm a champagne gal, Uh, though I'm not tonight. Tonight, I'm just sticking with a good old fashioned ale in honor of the show uh, Wheel okay. of Time, and a few things that we get introduced to in the last couple of episodes. So, cheers.
0: All right. Awesome. Yes, cheers. Um, and our guest tonight, returning all-star, Phil. Um, <laughs> welcome. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. I
2: appreciate you having me back. I'm super excited to talk Wheel of Time. So that's...
0: Awesome. Good stuff. Did you bring yeah. a, a, a libation with you or any sort of... I mean, you got to keep your palate... Wet somehow,
2: right? Yes, I I did. I uh, I went with a um, some cherry moonshine that I stole from my uh, sister-in-law at the end of Christmas. Um, They left it in my in-law's fridge, and they didn't want it. So, Uh, but it was like cherry soaked in moonshine. So it's like cherry moonshine with uh, some uh, bubbly, a blueberry pomegranate bubbly water mixed in. Oh,
3: okay.
0: okay. Well, that sounds good. It's actually not bouquet. that good.
2: It's 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 not actually that great. But you know, <laughs> I'm not going to dump it. So uh,
0: okay. Well, you don't have the flavor uh, I have, thought it would. Uh, Yeah, you're okay. gonna you're gonna All have right. to think
1: of a Wheel of Time related name for it. Think of something in the Wheel of Time that Nineve. should be good and then like not, okay. but like isn't so good. Oh, <laughs>
0: okay. Can we just call it the naive? Let's just. Call it <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you think she should be good, but she's not. Or are you just. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll go out. with she's that. Not good. I mean, she's We're the right. wisdom. So, yes, I would think she would be good. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say,
2: now we'll get into this later probably, but uh, she is one character that follows pretty closely with the books as far as personality. Uh, she's, Thank you. Like, important and kind of annoying in the books, and same in the show. So. You Andrea literally could is, be uh, repeating
1: yeah, what I've yeah. said. Yeah, we could not yeah, be more aligned on that. Like, kudos to the actress, because good job. Yeah. Like, it's an mm-hmm. accurate portrayal, but that doesn't make it less annoying.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how about you, um, John? Least, yeah, last bit of a uh, Wheel of Time reference here before we get there. Uh, I got, because mm-hmm. like, I'm bringing it in with that, too. So right. I, I made a drink. This is my most elaborate one, I think, on the podcast. Yeah, or close to anyways. And maybe it doesn't look super fancy, but I'm oh, bringing good. it. I'm calling it the Wheel of Time. Okay. Ooh, wow. and, um, I saw the wheel in there, so that's good. Yep. Exactly. Orange looks like mm-hmm. a wheel. Um. Mm-hmm. So it is gin. Um. It's a a Nordic gin, and then I have um a little bit of simple syrup in it, only like a half mm-hmm. ounce. About a half mm-hmm. ounce of of orange juice, and then I took a like a wedge of orange and I uh, stacked some thyme, some dry thyme on it. Mm. and burnt it Mm. and then threw in the shaker with the lid on to let it kind of Mm. smoke in there Mm -hmm. and then uh while i went and got my tonic water so then Mm. i came back i put it i cracked in an egg egg white and uh shook the hell out of it and then poured that in my glass with the orange and then i stirred in some tonic so it's uh It does not as frothy as it should be because I stirred in the tonic, but I'm not going to sit and shake the tonic and lose all its carbonation. So it's kind of got a little bit of a creaminess and it's got some, some carbonation yet. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that's it. That's the wheel of time.
1: Excellent. Excellent pun. How Mm
0: -hmm. concerned from
2: a scale of one to 10 are you about Salmonella?
0: Uh, two. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. All right. I mean, <laughs> I feel that. like, well, firstly, you know, there's a lot of other cultures that eat, they leave their eggs out, you know, um, mm-hmm. they eat, consume raw eggs all the time. You go to Japan, they throw a rag, raw egg on top of your rice all the time, like mm-hmm. um, different eggs in different places. But to my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, generally the stuff that's problem is people are getting it from the outside of the egg.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I know you sure can, like people can have issues getting eating like raw mm-hmm. cookie dough, people talking about that stuff, but I think True. your chances are so low if I your general plainliness was... is mm-hmm. like good, you know. Uh, but I, any I health think experts right. out there can let me know, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> not too concerned. Sure, Generally, I... at like a bar, like if there's a, a drink with yeah. a egg white in it, it's like the go to. It's like, oh, that one's yep. going to be frothy mm. and delicious. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah interesting that's it i mean if this yeah. was like uh you know we get high budget here i you know pete been on the show before has talked about that like filming making the drink and it could be a whole mm-hmm. thing and it could be playing while we're yeah you know, before the show starts but sure but then that would ruin the surprise right so well we don't true. have to tell
1: people what it is or yes. our, our name for it i, I was feel definitely like thinking about like
0: for this one's kind of on the nose but
1: yeah that's all right. I was cool. thinking about making like something and calling it the eye of the world, but Ooh, like, that'd be oh, be let cool. me mm. you know, I just I had to like sit yeah. and think about it more than like the five minutes before the show to like mm-hmm. see what would go in it,
0: yeah, right. So that's my drink. That's the recipe. It's like quite it. good, so oh. if you're uh, just listening to this the background, shake one up yourself. <laughs> be great. So, um all right. well, again, welcome back, Phil. Ah, uh, we'll start with you. What's been happening recently in your life uh, in terms of television shows or great movies mm-hmm. you've seen or mm-hmm. books you're reading? What's what's happening? What should we mm-hmm. all consume?
2: Yeah, I don't no, Or Thanks not? Sure, thank you for asking. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to happy to oblige. Um, so obviously, I've been watching Wheel of Time. You know, my wife and I generally have been watching that on Friday nights. Um, kind of saving it. Uh, you know that that fun Friday night mm-hmm. viewing experience. So that's been great. Um, a couple weeks ago, I watched, uh, kind of binged through that first season of Demon Slayer. So that was, uh, we talk about anime on the show, right? You guys talk about it? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's kosher. All right. a fair bit. Cool. Uh, so like Demon Slayer was, was really awesome. Um, uh, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I really like the vibe so of I'm it. So Demon Slayer. Um, so you power mm-hmm. through
0: that? Did you watch mm-hmm. the film as well yet, or
2: I haven't yet. I had it on my Christmas list along with a couple other animes, and that one didn't get selected. Okay. So I have to get that. I have to just order that off Amazon. But I've heard I was talking to someone, and they said you can, you know, you should watch the movie and then watch like the extent. They turned it into like a little series, and they fleshed out the movie, and that you really should watch both. But in a pinch, you can just watch the movie if you're a little strapped for time. Mm. Oh, interesting. And then move on to the the third season. That's I think Area in Japan right now.
0: It's airing, it's saying. here. It's uh there's oh, is it? I think oh, three I'm...
2: episodes currently out. Yep. Oh mm-hmm. okay. Crunchy or something like that. Is it? Yep. I forget. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's uh so, yeah, um, animation for... two. I mean, same difference now kind of, but uh, okay. yeah. All right. So yeah, no. So definitely yeah.
2: excited to watch that. Um uh the big show I've been watching or the show I've been watching a ton of is uh The Expanse. Mm -hmm. um so sci-fi show originally um was originally on sci-fi the channel for like two or three seasons and then got dropped and picked up by amazon and they've uh they just came out with their sixth season um and so i've been told by a couple different people um independent from each other that it's just an amazing sci-fi show it's like the best sci-fi that's on tv available right now for consumption that's just incredible. Like the best thing since I think someone had told me the best since thing since like Battlestar Galactica. So, mm-hmm. um, so I finally had to try it out and I've just been blown away. It's, it's amazing. I'm only a uh, halfway through season two, so I'm nowhere near what many of your viewers might uh, know is the sure. sixth season and what many reviewers might be watching in the sixth season. So I'm still kind of a newbie in it, but it's just mm-hmm. incredible. Just super well done. It's, and it's super, it's very like scary and creepy and it's got a cool vibe. Okay. But it's got like people tried... that... Oh, sorry, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, it's got actors and actresses that you guys would know, like, is um, it Thomas Jane, the Punisher? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. He's yep. the main mm-hmm. character
0: in the show and
2: uh, it's just, you know, so excellent.
0: Nice. I was yeah. going to ask, because you said like best sci-fi on television right now, um, mm-hmm. if you've tried um, Lost in Space, because viewership-wise, mm-hmm. that's doing quite well. Mm-hmm. i've only seen the first episode but i was interested in more to my mm-hmm. understanding it was a little more family oriented it's not going to be yeah, as looks... dark like tonally it looks yeah. pretty dark uh but mm-hmm. i don't think content wise i agree yeah dana actually watched
2: all uh the first two seasons i watched about halfway through the first season and i liked it but i didn't love it um okay. and i certainly don't i don't personally like it as much as the expanse okay um. Okay. Yeah, cool. I know Dane really liked it, and I've talked to other people mm-hmm. who liked it. And it's I feel like it's well done, and the production quality is like high, and in Lost in Space right. as well. But I just personally like the story better, and it's just right or gripping.
0: Cool. Yeah, and you then I eluded my radar for a long time.
2: Yeah. So, so well, it's never too mm-hmm. late, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> but and then the things I did get for just uh, the things I'm going to be watching soon, as we're going back to anime, I. I got uh, season two of One Punch Man on, on Blu-ray for Christmas Excellent, nice. uh, at my request. And then I got um, Mob Psycho 100. You guys, I'm sure, are familiar. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, maybe. Indeed. So um, super excited. You know, I, I I'd heard about it, um, like kind of researching similar animes to One Punch Man and, you know, mangas by the same author and everything. So it sounds like tonally it's pretty similar and uh, really cool. So I'm very excited to watch that season as well.
0: Yeah, I should I should get if like if you're if you when you start going through those, you should let me know so that I can like mm-hmm. make more of a point to go through them. Because for sure, we watched uh, Mob Psycho 100. We tried a little bit, just like two episodes at a home con mm-hmm. once. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. So definitely got the flavor of that. And One Punch yeah. Man, I've seen a bunch of season one yet, but I have mm-hmm. not finished it. So, OK, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, no, yeah, I all, haven't moved on to season good two. I mean, I know that it's, uh, you know, we're not exactly, it's not exactly the latest shows, but, uh, no. you know, anime fans always ready to talk about mm-hmm. about hey, their favorite yeah. series. Yeah. So.
2: And since, since I'm still a relative newbie, I'm still catching up on like seeing newer stuff, catching up on older stuff, and mm-hmm. not a, maybe a newbie, but. I don't,
0: I don't, yeah, I don't consider you a newbie anymore. I think I've said this before mm-hmm. like, you've consumed enough now that you have a grasp on you know, what you know what there is some of the things mm-hmm. you like all that you know mm-hmm. um but
1: as with so. streaming shows i mean there's so much out there that like you know it sometimes feels impossible to like yeah watch everything and mm-hmm. you know yeah coming to coming to it like later um you know it's not like we either of us i can say with some confidence you know sort of watching anime in our teens or anything like that so it's like now we're just right. playing catch up like i just finished cowboy bebop for the first time
0: Oh, yeah, No,
1: like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago so mm-hmm. but yeah that right? doesn't mean i haven't watched a fair bit of anime
0: sure yep right yeah i, I mean oh, i think that uh anime is in such a good place right now that there, mm-hmm. the the amount of content is is ludicrous in, in, in and of itself right, right. like you could not watch any other shows like you're talking about our big queue of things that, that we have mm-hmm. to see uh, you could watch nothing else but anime new stuff that's coming out and it's just so much
1: Mm -hmm. and good yeah
0: no yeah yeah. so no no you know like fault for not immediately going back and seeing all the classics or all the things everybody's talking about because Mm -hmm. anime does move on like it keeps going with new stuff Mm -hmm. you know for sure you know Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, um quick hello to Renato he's in chat so thanks for jumping in uh for today's episode what up okay give you Um, one more John one more real quick yeah, yeah. go for you're, it yeah.
2: you're, you're gonna exactly. want to hear about this one so upcoming upcoming show that isn't out yet but that you know obviously is going to be amazing late January too hot to handle season three on Netflix So, <laughs> your viewers should definitely know about that
0: too hot to handle
1: oh god
0: what's this you familiar I am familiar yes, with that show? yes. Mm-hmm.
1: John, not. No, So is this something
0: you're here. actually watching um, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Dana, Dana, and I do watch it. Yes. Yep. It's uh,
2: it's it's, it's a guilty it's, pleasure kind of show. Definitely, definitely, but it's enjoyable for sure.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> John, <laughs> right. John clearly found it. <laughs> it's
2: it's like it. I, it's I you know trashy reality TV, but it's like well made. Like Netflix does a good job I with understand. those kind of shows. So yeah, John trashy, and I definitely yeah. don't
1: definitely don't understand about <laughs> trashy reality TV <laughs>
0: housewives. <Yeah, all> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went to Lisa Vanderpump's. Uh, I'm like, so jealous. Bar, her cocktail yeah. lounge in in Vegas. So, yeah. Um, no, I understand. I, and like Ashley watches a bunch, and like I can't. It, yeah. it is difficult to not. Even if sometimes I hate the show, I literally it it mm-hmm. makes me angry. It's mm-hmm. difficult <laughs> to not get sucked into some of the drama somewhere. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. There's there's,
0: yep. A, there's a she's watching. Um, she watches all the um. Where the uh, ninety day fiance, there's like uh-huh. a dozen of them now, you mm-hmm. know. Yep. And there's so there's one, and this woman is, she's from Idaho, and immediately she's like, I like anime and Asian men, and so she's out in their yard with like a dummy and her bleach outfit on, chopping <laughs> the dummy with a sword. I'm like, oh man, oh, here man. we go. And uh, <laughs> yep. so yeah. Well,
2: ninety day fiance, sure, right. and perhaps you're also familiar with Married at First Sight. That's kind of a similar-ish show, which is Mm -hmm. super cringy, but you get sucked in real easy. Mm -hmm. Dana just uh, watched uh, Love is Blind on Netflix, which I saw enough of Mm -hmm. to get sucked in a bit. And that was, like, I did not enjoy that as much as Too Hot to Handle, but it's like, to Mm -hmm. your point, John, it's hard not to be like, wait, that guy was telling that chick that he's probably going to marry her in the room. Like, what the heck?
1: So Yeah. Yeah. This is is Chris every time I turn on Housewives. He'll be like, (laughs) oh, I hate this. And then, like, go into the other room. And I'll just be like peacefully watching and suddenly he comes yeah. out and he's like, wait, I thought that guy was with Ramona and now he's with Luann. And <laughs> what?" you're just like swapping. What the hell? And I, I'm yeah. like, oh, I thought you were watching. And he's like, I'm not watching. And
2: then he, like, runs <laughs> away. Just like learning about a biosmosis I to have it on the
0: TV. Right.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Well, that's a good, uh, good assortment of content there. Andrea, can you match it?
1: Mm. I believe I can. I believe I can. So yeah, I've been uh, I've been kind of all over the map these, uh, I mean, past couple weeks, like week and a half-ish since we did the last cast. Um, we spoke on the morning that I was headed to go to the live radio play version of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, right. Definitely two thumbs up. I did not know if I was going to enjoy okay. that because I realized, you know, like we discussed, I'd never seen It's a Wonderful Life, which kind of shocked me because I'm... Definitely a fan of like the the Christmas holiday movies. Um, but yeah, it was cute. It was a good story. The play itself was well done and it was fun to watch. So um still haven't seen the actual movie yet. I was going to start it and then I realized it was over two hours and I'm like, it's too much of my life uh-huh. right now. But uh, at some point, I think I will because it was a good mm-hmm. it was a good show. Um, but something that was far shorter, but also Christmas related that I did watch was Apple TVs. The Case of the Missing Mustache, the little Ted Lasso animated Christmas special that was like okay. four minutes long and was like totally adorable and hilarious. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh,
2: I got to check that it was,
1: out. It was. It was cute. It was like. It was kind of like, you know, not really advancing the show plot in any way, which it really shouldn't <laughs> at five minutes long. Um, but it was <laughs> a cute little think. thing. If you're just like missing Ted Lasso, it was kind of adorable to be like, aw, they just did a little animated, yeah, okay. you know. Holiday show, so that was pretty cute.
0: Well, did you uh, nice. did you watch Ted Lasso then, Phil? Yeah,
1: yes, he I, did. Yep. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Yep.
2: Yeah, we loved it. We binged the whole first season, mm-hmm. and then we had to like every Friday. We were
0: like,
3: oh only one episode. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Yeah.
0: So it was. Um, yeah, we loved it. Yeah. Did, Big fan. Okay, so non spoiler wise, like you enjoyed it pretty much the whole way through, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay.
2: Yeah, I think there were some like decisions they made. In various episodes, I was like, "Eh, I love that little piece of this one episode. But overall, yes, I I loved it, yeah.
1: Mm. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, so yeah, if you you haven't yet, it takes less than five minutes of your life, check out the animated Christmas special. It's very cute. Um, And like the entire cast participates. Um, And then I watched the Hawkeye finale again, because Chris hadn't seen it by the time we had done our podcast, so I very lovingly, as his spouse, sacrificed another hour of my time and, and watched it with him. Um, so he has, he has thoughts on that, that he should definitely at some point when we talk Marvel again, um, he should chat about them because, of course, he hadn't watched any of Daredevil with me. I mean, he'd seen, like, background episodes, like, here and there. Um, but, yeah, sorry, spoiler alert, there's a, there's a character... From that show that shows up in Hawkeye, I won't say any names. Um, but so yeah, so he had some very interesting reactions to how that was for sure. Um and then another thing we were watching together that I'm so close to finishing, I'm like super antsy, I can't wait. Uh, we just binged basically like yesterday and today, the first season of Witcher. We're like 10 minutes away from the finale, like the finale episode ending. Like we're in the finale episode, and when I was like, Gotta get on the podcast. (laughs) Um, but it was really hard. I was like watching till like the last second. I was like sliding away, like, okay, okay, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. But Chris is like, where are you going? (laughs) I I was like, and I even told him, like, I don't have enough time to watch the full episode before the podcast. Do you really want to start this? Like, Mm -hmm. we can do it. It'll be fine.
0: Sure. Chris. So okay. yeah, that's too bad. That's getting epic there. Yeah.
1: Oh, I know it was so good. Yeah. It was it was very fun. Uh, I won't I won't really say anything about it other than I enjoyed the very Tarantino-y style um, back and forth storytelling. Okay, storytelling, and then they did a great job like blending the past, present, future moments together. So okay. well done, excellent storytelling.
0: Well, so are you? All I need to know is are you liking it enough that you're going forward? So yes. talk. Uh, we'll, we can talk about season two. Okay.
1: Absolutely. Right, we'll
0: yes. A, we should do a like first couple episodes and or first episode in season one wrap up or something like that. So.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, I you're just so. finishing season one, Andrea. Yes. Yep. Oh. Because I so
1: I the story the back the very short long backstory is I'd started it a while back, mm-hmm. um and then Chris Chris caught me like ten minutes into the first episode was like oh I really wanted to watch that with you mm-hmm. you wait for me and I was like sure fine. And then mm-hmm. he had, like, zero time. Mm. So then um, we were we were looking forward to, you know, oh, season two is announced. It's coming December. I think it was either 17th the or The Dresden Files all over again. I know, seriously. So I was like, okay, I'm going to really watch it this time. Like, I'm going to sit down. I think it's been a really long time. Chris isn't going to care. I sat down to watch it. And again, like, 10 minutes into the episode, he was like, we were going to watch that. And I was like, damn it. so i was like i didn't think you'd care um so yeah so then finally now over his christmas break we were like doing it doing it so we just like binged through the first season so
0: very cool yeah so have you you seen that show phil uh
2: so i started it maybe a year right when the first season came out Mm -hmm. um i got to that first like flashback battle scene and just sometimes you know some movies or shows if they have like too realistically graphic of like hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat battle scenes it's just like oh, oh I, I don't really need story. to see i don't really need to see that like i stopped mm-hmm. watching um that so that kind of stuff and i stopped watching the the boys season two when in like the first episode i'm not no i don't want give any spoilers but in the first episode of, yeah. of season two in homelander is like checking out that new that new uh superhero that that lady is recommending and he's got like a visual impairment i saw that scene and i was just like uh i don't need to watch this in my life (laughs) it's fine if people like are okay with that kind of stuff i'm not saying i don't mean okay with it but i just mean if people can handle that sort of stuff and i'm just like i can't i i'm just maybe i'm getting old or something or maybe it's having kids i don't know but i just don't need to see it. it just bothers me so there's a lot of
0: other content that I prefer anyway. So I I think a like... number of people get that way. I mean, my grandpa got that way. My my own oh, grandpa, sure. you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean yeah. you're you're I mean... a little young to be that yeah, to be grandpa, <laughs> yeah. but uh Yeah. So I, like I mean, that I first battle scene in the well, Witcher, like, I was like
2: that's like... eh, a little violent. I don't, to, sure. I don't need to see that. Yeah, I don't know. I watch Game of Thrones do... mostly, but anyway.
1: I do notice, though, that, is. like, after post-kids, like, it is harder to watch, like, scenes involving kids. Like, I can still do sure. it, but it's right. definitely, yeah, like... Yeah,
2: I get that part.
1: Why? Why would you do that? Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough.
2: I don't know what it is. Yeah, but... So, anyway, no, I never did watch... So I never... I always intended to, like, go back into it and, like, just skip over scenes if I was like, eh, I don't, you know. Mm. But then I just got busy with other shows, and I just kind of never yeah. picked it back up. There there are fewer than you try. think. Like of like gruesome scenes.
1: Yeah. I mean the Witcher. because a lot of it, I mean, um a lot of it is more like, you know, I mean, this I don't think this is giving anything away. No. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, monsters, like that sort sure. of thing. You know, that's what I mean? what I've because heard. he's a monster hunter. So most right. of the more I would I would say like eighty five to ninety and then like ten to fifteen is, percent is human. Okay. And you can oh, okay. and you can fast forward, you can tell when that's coming.
2: okay because I could definitely I'm totally fine with like Monster type violence yeah. more so. So that's not a not a not a big deal. For sure. I think it's because my older brother made me and my little brother watch Braveheart when I was like eight and it like scarred mm. me for life, possibly.
1: That's so funny, because like my dad had me watch like Alien and Predator when I was eight and I was just like sweet. Like I mean I like sure. you know, eight like the following night, eight-year-old me was like hiding under the covers like shit, right. there's an alien in my room. <laughs> right like, obviously listening right. for some weirdo heartbeat that's like that's you know, <laughs> i'm I'm, I'm yeah. about to die or like laser eyes but you know in in the yeah. moment i was like oh my god so i think that's sure. what started like my whole ability well, to watch like crazy it, stuff all like the kids that.
0: need to do to torture you is to have three laser pointers they just like shine. <laughs> right. <in
1: somewhere>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: oh god yeah. play the sound of a heartbeat in the background just coming closer <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> But yeah, so um, um yeah, almost I'm ten minutes away from finishing Witcher. Can't wait to, you know, when when we sign off from the podcast, I'll be I'll be finishing that up with Chris. Um and then just nice. for a little show and tell, reading some Winter's Heart to get into what, what our main topic is tonight, and then of course Ooh. finished up Wheel of Time.
2: Nice. All right. Also the book I'm on, by the way, Wheel of Yes. Winter's Heart. Virtual Heart Yeah.
0: Five. So if there are big fans out there, you <laughs> gotta let us know. If you mm-hmm. want to see the the book discussions.
1: Yes, book club, yep. book club. Uh, oh, my God. Well, we're going to have a cute adorable. little offshoot <laughs> called book club.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. Book club on the rocks. Uh, mm-hmm. a little, a little there you long. go. Nice. I like uh, it. OK,
1: we'll, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah,
2: it's better than popcast on the rocks colon book club. So, you know, <laughs>
3: sure.
0: Yep. hmm. Yep. Well, if this was a, if we were covering just ja- like anime or something, it'd be. Popcast x the rocks yes. colon slash slash club of <laughs> club plus books right
1: yeah, exactly <laughs>
0: uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, well, speaking of uh, anime again i I'm also into a little bit of that these days, but mostly um mostly manga in the last like week or so, last sure. couple weeks, really um. Mm-hmm. Like we uh Ashley and I are watching Together yet Mieruko Mieruko san. Uh yeah, Chan. Mieruko Chan. And it's uh it's a kind of a ghost sort of light mm-hmm. horror kind of show. Mm-hmm. And um that's been fun. It was it was something we weren't sure of to start. Um I think they kind of try to grab your attention with a few unnecessary, like fan servicey things, and then it kind of mellows right. out a little bit. Mm-hmm, um sure. but uh that's been fun been evolving uh, i think we're on episode seven or so and then um i talked about it a little bit last week but uh, the manga i've been reading so akamega kills zero it's mm-hmm. like the prequel to the anime akamega kill which is great mm-hmm. and um the unique thing about akamega kill you know i i thought because it came out at a similar time as kill a kill okay Mm -hmm. it's just like another thing jumping on that kind of bandwagon or something but it's very Mm -hmm. different very different show mm -hmm. it's animated very differently and the neat thing about it is um when people die like it gets shockingly violent quickly and then Mm -hmm. when people die they die like most things someone gets really badly hurt or whatever and they almost Mm -hmm. get healed up you kind of have your same staple of main characters Mm -hmm. and there is uh it gets gruesome and real fast. So it says uh, so. So far, Akame got killed. Zero is the same. You know, was more of the same in that way. But we're getting to see some backstory to some of the main characters and such mm-hmm. from from uh, the r- original Akame got Kill. And I'm uh, I finished volume one and two. I told Andrea last week I broke down and just bought volume two digitally because it was so difficult mm-hmm. to find physically. Oh sure, and. um, yeah. Because I was sitting on volume three and four. I'm like, oh, I can't read those until I can find this other one. And um, so, sure. yeah, now I'm going to start volume three. Nice. And um, you probably haven't heard, Phil, uh, Sweat and Soap. That's been my guilty pleasure. <laughs> sweat, sweat and, and Soap. Sweat and No, yep. I'm not familiar with that. So um, it, it's a romantic comedy, a quirky romantic comedy manga. Um, okay. And it's, it's a I won't, if people have heard it last week, I know Andrea did. I won't like, I'll try to make it quick. It's, okay. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a guy that it's a woman that sweats profusely. She sweats a lot. She gets nervous or whatever. And she's uh-huh. very self-conscious about it. It's a problem in her life, but she found uh-huh. this one company that sells soaps and, and toiletry items that actually help her. She thinks the mm. it helps with her sweating and better smell and everything. Sure. So she works at this place that sells these products. Well, mm-hmm. this guy actually ends up finding out that her, he really likes her scent. So uh-huh. this is a weird thing for her. Her natural awkward. scent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her natural scent. And mm-hmm. uh, But this guy is all about smells because he developed the products that she uses. Oh. He's the guy uh-huh. that's like the head, you know, sensory person or whatever that develops these things. So mm-hmm. she's like, her scent is like inspiration to him. And so they like get together and there's a romantic element and it's it's been sure. good. So I, I'm only okay. finished volume one. Um, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna start volume two. So yeah. Recommended. Funny. Okay. Um, sounds like something
2: Dana might be potentially interested in too. So
0: maybe. I mean, yeah, it's like um
1: Yeah, it's... I was uh I was bummed Dana wasn't gonna come on because uh she and I had just uh that. talked about the same like webtoon comic that we're oh. reading.
2: Mm. Oh funny. So. Sure. Is it that newer one she had just recently started? I forget what it's Let's called. Play. It's, um, Yeah, what's that about again?
1: Yeah, it's the girl who wants to be a video game developer. And then she's like sending her game out there and she's got like a harem of boys who are like kind of interested in her. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cute. I (laughs) highly recommend also.
2: Okay. Sounds good. Cool. I'm having enough trouble just keeping up to the end like Lore Olympus. So, and that's like literally regularly following. So,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I saw some products in the store for that now. Like it's getting or big War enough Olympus. for War Olympus. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I think it was um, Box Lunch. You know, mm-hmm. they sell like oh, okay. uh, nerdy things and stuff. And I think sure. that's something from that. So
2: I saw the her first like book. She did like a co- compilation book of a lot of her webcomics. And I saw yeah. it at Barnes mm. and Noble before Christmas. I like, okay. Right. Yep. Or Olympus. So yeah. She actually just, so that's what she I've been... just got done with that. Oh, good. Oh, sorry. I was going to oh, say, she just caught... got done with like. A, still going, a, right? I guess. It's still going. She's on hiatus oh. right now. Yeah, just yep. got okay. to a hiatus, so it'll be, it'll be a while before she puts on anything new. But
1: right,
0: cool. Um, so that's what I've been. I've been reading. I've been mm-hmm. playing. I've been back into Animal Crossing some more and Outer Worlds. Um, Halo. When I get the chance, uh, that's mm-hmm. been fun. Finally, getting a little bit better at that. Um, so, I I I try not to bring my team down too much, and so. <laughs> Gotta work on it, and then um, Book of Boba Fett started today.
3: That's Book right, of Boba Fett,
0: Disney Plus. So, oh my um, I there Star Wars is like a a dim dying star, but but there's like a little twinkle of life left, and that's in the worlds that John Favreau is creating. And um, <laughs> so, I'm the first episode is directed by Robert Rodriguez and um was uh was pretty good good start so
2: excellent yeah. is that yeah, sorry on on not, uh, is that like a follow-up of uh the mandalorian essentially kind of like
0: continuing a, on in that same it's vein or... yeah it's spin-off in it's thing, in the yeah. same time period um and um mm-hmm. yeah so they're still okay. going for i i think they're still going for with the mandalorian i don't know that for sure mm-hmm. i guess but okay. um yeah this is this is separate. Okay, so it's
2: actually a show I um, only got about halfway through, and then I got uh, distracted and never got back to it. So, mm-hmm. but I've obviously um, a good thing through
0: the season one, Mandalorian season half one. You,
2: got but half through season one, and then got busy with something. Okay. Never went back to it. So it's still on my yeah. list to try to finish up at some point. But
0: yeah, it's an interesting show. I mean, it, it's it's generally the thing. Like the Star Wars fan base is so split these days, but mm-hmm. it's kind of the one thing that most people have, uh, generally approved of. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty, uh, but it's one of those things if you're, I don't know, it's device. I don't want to say divisive, but it, it has different takes from people that aren't in the Star Wars universe. So like I yeah. have a friend that's not really, he's never been into Star Wars, he's never gotten mm-hmm. interested in it. But the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. was the thing that got him interested and that worked for him. It's kind of what he wanted to see. So and other people are like, you know, I don't see a lot of Jedi around, so I don't care. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's definitely Mm -hmm.
1: but the Mandalorian was really the crux of like Disney Plus, like kind of launching their streaming Mm -hmm. platform.
0: Yeah. 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 See that. Yep. Um, okay. So of course, Wheel of Time, then as well. That that's been our weeks, and we'll 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 talk about Wheel of Time now. So, Renato, if you're there watching yet, I hope you're caught up on Wheel of Time from Amazon
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and Sony. About to lay down
1: some spoilers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Andrew and I, if you've been following the show, have been talking every other week about um, a f- every you know few episodes at a time. We've now got the last two episodes of the season episodes seven and eight to discuss Mm -hmm. but um phil wasn't here for earlier episodes and stuff so we'll of course be talking about the season in its entirety Mm um um yep the king renato is out i'm sorry (laughs) lower the volume okay perfect (laughs) We, we do appreciate you being uh being around and jumping in um but yes, I am sorry for the spoilers to come. All right. So, as I said, real time seven and eight. But, mm-hmm. Phil, as a book reader, as a uh, fan of the source material, how has the yeah, series been? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Pun> very <laughs> unintended. <Yep>. Um, <laughs> how do you feel it's been going? Yeah,
2: I think um, overall, I really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I think, uh, uh, you know, the first two or three episodes I loved. I thought it was like, great. Uh, I just loved the overall, I love the cinematography and like the music and the overall tone and the vibe of the show. Um, I uh, try to be succinct here. Um, I thought they lost their way a little bit in the middle like the middle three episodes. I feel like they spent a lot, a lot of time on like the Aes Sedai and Aes Sedai culture and the warder culture. And while that's important, it's not that central to the first book. I didn't think they had to spend three whole episodes on it. Um, and uh, yeah. And so I'll kind of come back to that and we'll talk about that later. I'm sure too. Um, but, and then the last two episodes I really liked again. So I think yeah. So my overall takeaway, and we can talk specifics um, uh, too, but my overall takeaway is, I like the vibe and the tone and the the music, like especially like the music and the just the the cinematography and it was like high production value. It's just really good. But they just some of the changes they made to the storyline, I just didn't think needed to be um, like. And then they, I mean, obviously they're gonna cut stuff out when you're taking such a huge book and trying to. Uh, synthesize it into a tv show you're obviously going to lose stuff and lose like you know minor storylines and minor characters and stuff but they like did that but then they also like rearranged some stuff and then they like added some stuff in that didn't need to be there it's like don't cut cool stuff out and cool characters out and then add in stuff that doesn't need to be there okay. um so that was so like my it, annoyance
0: you, so you've got we've got a lot here um uh what what are some like uh, what are the, some of the bigger changes that have bothered you? Mm-hmm, um,
2: mm-hmm. Um, well, they never went. So, like, there's a whole section of the book where where some of the characters are in Camelin, which is the capital of Andor. Mm-hmm. Andor is technically the country, or like the land that they that the Two Rivers is in. So it's technically like, you know, uh, I don't want to like spoil stuff for future books and stuff, but like one of the, some of the characters meet some very major characters that run throughout the whole series in Camelon before they ever even go to Tarvalon. So it's like, like Camelon's actually technically where he meets Lowell for the first time. It's just, I don't know. So like they're cutting major characters out that they'll eventually have to put in. So
1: they will,
2: they will eventually, but it's just like so out of order.
0: But then you don't have the connection that you don't have the connection to, to, and make them more important and more meaningful. Right. When you do see them, right. right? Right.
1: Well, if I can if I can get since we are spoilery right now, mm-hmm. um, they have talked quite a bit actually already about season two, which is currently filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause season two is Greenlit even before one dropped. They Amazon was yep. confident. So right. they are going to be going to Kamlin. Uh, oh. In season two, and meeting said important character that I know you're talking mm-hmm. about, she's mm-hmm. already been mm-hmm. cast. Spoiler oh. alert: she's a she. Wow. Um, yeah, right. she's been cast, so mm-hmm. it's happening in season two. I mm-hmm. half agree with you, Phil. It's it's really frustrating to like have these things happen like wildly out of order. Uh, mm-hmm. On the other hand, like I get where the show needed to streamline and just I think focus on our like base. Of characters in the first season sure. and not introduce somebody new, even though sure. I agree that they could have then like not introduced other new people if that was the point. Mm-hmm.
2: Right.
0: I wonder or if just they'll... like
2: scenes that didn't need to be done, like that
3: yeah.
0: the characters
2: mm-hmm. like wouldn't have done like that. For example, sorry, just let me give you just give you an no, example. go ahead. That whole like the 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 episode I, or the episode I liked the least was the one with like the funerals, like the I said I funeral and the warder oh, funeral yeah. at the end just because I I feel like it was a lot of stuff that none of really hardly any of that was in the books. Um, yeah. Even like the whole thing about like Loghain es- escaping. Loghain isn't <sighs> really in the first book all that much at all. Like, I know, so, but I love Loghain. Just, I love- sure. I mean, I think it's good. I, I like it yeah. for what it is, but it's just like this whole, that whole episode is basically added in that's not in the book. And it's just, just a waste of time they could have used for other cool stuff that's in the show or it's, uh, that's in the book. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so, so to get back to my point, like, like at the end when they had that like warder funeral and like land was like really emotional. It's like also, and this is, this is getting a little nitpicky, but like
1: land is book Lan would
2: never do that. That yeah, would I agree. Is not book land. Like he does not express we, emotion like that. We, we so. said that
0: we, we talked yes. about okay. that when we covered okay. the episode not, from my perspective, not knowing that he would not do that, but just uh-huh. that the scene it was didn't need to be there was, yeah, they it didn't it hit because it was over right. we didn't have a real built relationship over the course of like a season between yeah. these two characters that would right. elicit such a reaction for us as yeah. an audience. Agreed. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think I think they could have done this in a much more streamlined way because I think there were elements that we as an audience, and especially people coming to this fresh needed to know mm-hmm. about like the Aes Sedai water bonds and how those worked sure. and how important sure. those were so that mm-hmm. we could like understand the depth of relationship between Moraine and Lan and mm-hmm. what and what were the stakes if either one of them should die. Mm-hmm. Um and mm-hmm. also to understand why Nynaeve is so like concerned because she's developing feelings for Lan, why mm-hmm. about this like eye Sedai water bond. Because it's sure. a it's a pretty big staple of the books and it's a pretty big contentious area between the three of them who are mm-hmm. this like weird, like romantic and also non-romantic triangle.
2: Um, sure. Oh, sure.
1: So. But, so, yeah. I mean, I felt like th- some of that needed to be there. But sure. I agree with you that that water funeral scene, that whole thing could have just been gone. Well, and the, fu- would yeah. have the funeral fine.
0: of the Aes Sedai uh, made sense.
1: Yes, I agree with you. The connection
0: of the bond there with the warder. And then I thought it was tragic that he ended up taking his own own life. That was good.
1: Yes, I agree with you. All of that was good.
0: Because we talked, like, the only poignant moment in that was, again, seeing uh, Lorraine. Yeah, like her kind of starting to beat her own chest because of, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling the pain uh, of land. but That land was, yeah.
1: So well, and, I and,
0: so I agree.
2: Yeah. I I was going to say I just I agree with all those points, Andrea. It's important to make that clear to the audience. I just don't think they need to do three episodes to like.
1: I, I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. they could have so. they could have streamlined a lot of that. Um and yeah, the I mean like you said like, um, step into Isadiah Kareni. Um she her funeral was was again an important moment. We could have streamlined mm-hmm. it, but like then, yeah, like, understanding Steppen's bond to her was important. Understanding that, like, hey, there's this possibility that Warders can transfer bonds to new Mm -hmm. Aes Sedai. It doesn't really happen a whole bunch, but Mm -hmm. again, that's like Mm -hmm. a big setup for some major things that could be happening in the show because those are major plot points in the books, especially with our our core four teenage group
0: here. Right, right. What I brought up then last time was how um, that's that makes sense but then we immediately see moraine moraine leave like yeah shut off her bond you know clause. Mm -hmm. uh, i forget what they call it but like make it so land can't censor and it's like Mm -hmm. oh that's immediate and that's a huge deal like wouldn't that feel Mm -hmm. like a pcu is now just like dark mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it, it went through building up this big importance to then just making it seem like nothing in a way mm-hmm. and we got that in the later episodes too like you know mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah. I'm running away so I'm turning it off you know right
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah light switch oh. and then Andrea explained yeah. that in the books they say it's a lot more complicated difficult procedure to be able to learn to do that and so yeah once you learn to do it
1: yeah once you learn to do it it's fine but it's like a lot of trial and error to like mask yeah. your bond because emotions mm-hmm. tend to slip through
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
0: yeah so it's interesting uh so you, you said uh was it Loghain, or what's the name of the guy that was claiming to be the dragon Loghain. okay yeah mm-hmm. so you said that, that was that happens later It's interesting because i did like that stuff a lot mm-hmm. but if it could have gone later it might have been interesting because we really don't need more competition. For them to already be including women as a possibility to be the Dragon Reborn, and you've got this Mm -hmm. group, Mm -hmm. you've already got enough possible choices to compete against. You need to throw in another one to make them, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. that that I think was a was a little bit of a failing of the show. And I know that, you know, for those who hadn't seen it, um, it was very interesting that that a woman could be the Dragon Reborn uh, in the Mm -hmm. books definitely no. Um, so it makes more sense that and Logan's character, like, you know, is that foil um, mm-hmm. a little bit more smoothly. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's difficult because I really like his character and he is going to be mm-hmm. reappearing. I won't say mm-hmm. how much or in what capacity, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a trip up to like focus on him is very important, but then also be like, Oh, but any of these guys could be, you know, right. the dragon reborn too. Right.
2: Yeah, and so I wouldn't be so critical of some of like the changes they made to the storyline if they had done like a longer season. If they had done like twelve mm-hmm. episodes. There's just so many cool things that they weren't able to add that I mm-hmm. kind of bum me out. So,
0: yeah, I, like, I did feel like considering this is, you know, clearly Amazon is is banking on this to be one of the bigger things. You know, they yeah. they got two irons in the fire here for this. They're also gonna place their bets on Lord of the Rings, but right, right. Um, you've got this, it did seem like they tried to do a lot fast, mm-hmm. um, which look, I'm okay with the show, not dragging, you know, cause sure. that right. was, that's definitely been an issue in shows where they're yep. trying to hit a certain episode count and then it, it feels really stretched out, Sure, but I could have used some stretching at points. Like yeah. I could have used where, you know, I want the journey that, um, What wolf guy and uh Perrin. I don't know their I'm sorry, Phil. I apologize. not know most of their names. right. Yeah. Perrin Uh, and Egwene. Say their names again. Egwene and who? Perrin? Perrin.
1: Perrin and and Egwene, yep.
0: So like I could have used to feel like that was more of a journey, you know. Um Mm -hmm. I know it was. I know they went Mm -hmm. a long ways or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I could have used to feel that more. I I I kind of reminded, especially in this these last episodes where they're going through the the taint or whatever, going mm-hmm. through the taint. Um, they yep. um, the blight. <laughs> they uh, the blight. Yeah, the That's blight. What it is. yes. <laughs> Dragon Age is the taint. I well, it's a blight here to too. Something else. Well, there's a, there's a, yeah, I was
1: gonna say there is a taint in this series. It's just the taint on okay, Satan. Okay, it's
0: the taint. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so they're going through the blight, and i to me, I was reminded of playing Dungeons and Dragons and thinking I need to have if the group is going through the swamp, there needs to be things to do in the swamp you know you yeah. don't just like over the course of the oh it could be a whole course or the entire session like 4 hours long or something like that and you don't just like well you walk through the swamp it was really muddy and now you're at the end of the swamp right you got to have things happen along the way so i wanted to see an arduous journey like these guys they're leaving they're mm-hmm. going far away it's miles they're struggling to survive they're being attacked yeah. by beasts like whatever challenges right. along the right. way as so opposed are you to just like,
1: yeah. Are you it. talking about like the blight? Are you talking about the ways or are you talking about specifically like Perrin and Egwene when they're traveling with.
2: I the thought you were talking about the blight. I'm sorry, I kind of
0: confused. i kind of confused. I was, it was two separate things. So Egwene and Perrin, I'm just saying, I could have felt like their journey was a longer one. And then sure. separately and more specifically in this last episode, going through hmm. the blight, through all the vines and sure. stuff. Yeah, Yeah, they needed to have things along the way to make me understand that's really perilous. It's kind of like like the the robots going into the forest off the path, and they get they have to deal with like divisions and getting lost and all this stuff, right?
1: Sure, it was just
0: kind of like a creepy stroll in the woods,
1: yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: Right, notwithstanding, though,
1: I will, I will, I I gotta commend (laughs) like the makeup and effects team for that, like, creepy, rotting mushroom corpse like yeah that was look. cool that was awesome that was, cool. yeah,
3: that
1: was cool yeah um they like nailed some stuff in these last mm-hmm. couple of episodes like that and then also yep. like jumping ahead a little bit um the uh the women who were defending Faldara and drawing too mm-hmm. much of sadar and being burned out from the inside through their eye like Did dude the makeup me, that of that it... the effects of that
2: right oh yeah that was cool that was great it... I was going to ask you, Andrea, is that how it's yep. portrayed in the books? Like, if you get, if a, if someone, if Aes I Sedai I burns herself out, she, like, dies? Or she just burns herself out, loses the power? Like, st- like stills herself, essentially.
1: Can be both, oh, depending okay. on how much power she draws. Yeah, it, I, they don't describe it as, like, burning themselves from the inside out, literally. Um, right. I know that's how they figuratively describe it. But, but Aes yeah. I, I Sedai I can draw enough power to kill herself.
3: Okay. Um, I
2: thought it was only if they're fooling around with, like... Tirangreal, like super powerful. I don't understand her. Right, right. But, but that still like didn't happen. I don't believe. Like, Nynaeve and Egwene didn't almost die at the end of. No, no. Not Not I mean, that
1: specifically, but yeah, they've t- they've right. talked about in the books other eyes that die, like you right, said, yes. who've been who've been channeling with like Tirangreal and Saingrail, right. um, yeah. with, like literally, so like still themselves sure are Nineveh... burned out.
2: Right, I'm not so sure that Nynaeve channels at all in the first book. Like that's how like weird and out of order some of these things are.
1: it's if it's not the first, it's the second because right. she does uh, do a form of channeling without consciously thinking about sure. it sure first,
2: yeah, part. yeah, yeah. And it's just like it just seems like some of the characters' story arcs are speeding up a bit,
1: yeah, a bit mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of did some one like a bunch of one, and then just like dipped into two the great hunt, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
0: but um, so i' will yeah. I'll, I'll gonna. Mm-hmm channel we'll, we' We'll definitely get back to those uh that conflict and how that mm-hmm. battle goes and stuff. um I wanted to say it was interesting how you laid out the season and what you liked and stuff because I felt like almost a complete opposite
1: mm-hmm. I, I
0: think that I was um, thinking that as episode, as you
1: were saying that yeah
0: yeah, that episode one is like is ah, Phil was saying this is so good, and then uh, like I don't know um because. I had issues with and i still have issues honestly with production i think that um i there's definitely a um a grit a realism uh cinematography um skill that i think is missing from the show Mm. to make it because they definitely aren't they're not shying away from like making things mean you know or bloody or something like that it's not that it's just like uh it's a tone i think that early on especially it felt like everything was over contrasted i thought they crushed the blacks in a lot of areas you can see like Mm -hmm. they've just they're overextending what their black range is on things Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i just don't like the look of it generally and um but it it changes at times other times that come out and they're really cool but Mm -hmm. um yeah i got i have i i was wish i'm wishing this had a it doesn't feel like it has a high enough budget and maybe it's mm. like, well, we're gonna—we don't know how it's gonna go. We're trying to do a ton of seasons here to make this story work. I'm mm-hmm. hoping with the success of the show, mm-hmm. they put more into it and they get sure. more a uh, more deft eye in mm-hmm. some of the places. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think even effects-wise, you know, like you compare mm-hmm. some of the magic of this to like just Harry Potter, you know, sure. the the creativity that you know I'm always astounded at the creativity of visual effects designers a the way they can make like the battle between voldemort and dumbledore so freaking mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. and i don't you know want to see that here and right now i'm just mostly getting like misty lines you know going or whatever sure so i, I have production issues Um uh, though sure. the season has grown on me like every time i'm kind of sitting down not super excited to watch it and then i get mm-hmm. pulled in as i'm watching it mm-hmm. so okay
1: that's funny, I was Fair thinking enough. I was thinking I have been impressed actually, with the effect growth. um, I agree. I was having a hard time in the early episodes, especially with channeling um you know, like the actual weaves and mm-hmm. touching the source, like coming through. Mm-hmm. I just I wasn't quite feeling it. It wasn't feeling mm-hmm. well done, and I started liking it more. Um, You know, when they were shielding Loghain and sort of Mm. that, like, you know, kind of in the cage work that Mm -hmm. they were doing between, like, him being in there and then when he, like, escapes, like, Mm -hmm. melts the cage, and he was, like, creating a shark. Like, I felt Mm -hmm. like they were sort of, like, figuring some things out, what worked for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did have a note in this last episode, like, again, I loved the circle of women channeling to defend Faldara. It felt Mm -hmm. better. It felt more like we know what we're doing. I still wasn't mm-hmm. quite loving it, but like I think they're getting there. I think they're getting to like a place where they can like do some really cool things with mm-hmm.
0: channeling. There's there's like an a weight to that is difficult to make look weighty um in magic. And mm-hmm. so it's like it's like when they do um again I'll go back to Harry Potter for for magic things. Like they do sure. stuff like in the in the first two harry potter movies it's basically i say this spell and i do this and then something shoots out and -hmm. hits the person that's Mm -hmm. the limit of their imagination at that point that's kind of what's described in the book or whatever so that's what Mm -hmm. they do Mm -hmm. um that's where this is right now whereas you get Mm -hmm. all of a sudden to i think uh four and five and later in the series Mm -hmm. and they're like their each actor is kind of getting in into it their own way the way they cast mm-hmm. a spell there's mm-hmm. the the spell might come off more than just the tip of their wand it's like a mm-hmm. you know like a, a it it's got to be hard to act it's got mm-hmm. to be hard to visualize but i mm-hmm. think it can, can be done something a lot more impressive like i get mm-hmm. i'm getting the chills talking about the like the way they demonstrate magic in harry potter because i and i get that when i see it and different shows mm-hmm. have different levels of that. There's some in, in The sure. Witcher as well, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm missing that yeah. from this okay. show. And I think it. Mm-hmm. I think they can do it. Right now, it's a double A production instead of a triple A. So sure, okay,
3: yeah.
2: Uh, I uh, I will say, and maybe you guys have talked about this in the past. That really in the books, um, and obviously this doesn't work for TV. But in the books, unless you're Aes Sedai, you can't see the flows. No one else can see the flows of magic. So they had to obviously do something to make it so that the viewers yep. could, like, see the flows. Um, I mean, you can see, like, the like the flows are creating, like, fireball, you can see the fireball. But you can't actually see the flows that they're using to create, like, said fireball. Anyway, mm-hmm. but going well, back they, to your yeah. previous... Oops, oh, sorry, go ahead, Andrew.
1: No, I was just going to say, yeah, they they definitely needed to have you see it, which I think is, right. is a blessing and a curse, because right. some things would probably be cooler without seeing those lines, because sometimes they yeah. can look goofy.
2: They, they do look kind of goofy, um, yeah. But-
1: but they needed you to see it because they needed you to see the taint on Satan and what happened in sure. a male channels totally. you know what i mean yeah. like that was like mm-hmm. such a huge part so unfortunately mm-hmm. they they were i felt like they were hampered by that they they needed mm-hmm. you to like see that it's a physical thing because right. it's not it's not well explained and it takes so much time mm-hmm. in the lore to like go through like all of that yeah. and they were just like right. speedy time got to
2: show it right
0: yeah, yeah. what if you know, what if it was like more generally speaking, we saw it like so like you say, they're throwing fireball, you see the fireball. But mm-hmm. what if it's mm-hmm. more like distortion? So it's not physical, like silvery yeah. glow. It's like a distortion to the air, you know, or something like I think that. I could have a lot I prefer that personally. I'm, yeah, smoke. I agree.
1: And I'm what just not, if you're seeing like, sure. the, the,
0: the taints, I'm, you know, like what if that's like you're walking and it's just like. There's like almost a black uh, fumes or something like that. They're so kind the of wispy yeah. or something. I don't know. Just I feel yeah. like the yeah. creativity. Yeah. They need someone that's really creative here to because it's this, yeah. this. This is something that again, if they hadn't embellished from Harry Potter, what was mm-hmm. written in the books, it would be mm-hmm. kind of boring that way sure. and it wouldn't be right. particularly impressive. So mm-hmm. clearly, they yeah. set to their special effects people. Like I challenge you. How does a wizard duel look? Like, let Mm -hmm. your mind fly. And I think they Mm -hmm. could do that here. And I don't think fans would... I don't think fans would complain if it was not exactly book accurate if it Mm -hmm. was really impactful. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree.
1: I feel like they probably had, like, an effects team test some different things out, which I would be interested to see, like, what kinds of variations there were Mm -hmm. and, like, how it looked on camera. You know, because I'm sure they probably did say, like, you know, starting out, maybe we don't have to show the weaves you know maybe mm-hmm. you don't have to show like the source and the power like flowing literally mm-hmm. um but i wonder mm-hmm. if it just didn't take somehow and it wasn't you know, like you know conveying the same idea because i do i do love this like when we see Logane working and we see like the taint come in like as a book fan i was just like oh there it is there it is like mm-hmm. oh i'm so excited sure. or like mm-hmm. when rand is working with it or when um in the final episode's ishamiel is working with it and you see like the taint come in with their flows of satan Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. just like it was as a book nerd it was like a cool moment um sure
3: yeah but then yeah but then
1: on the flip side i have a really hard time when the women channel and it's just like white ropes of light i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't know how to solve that Mm
0: -hmm. i think they need a like a anime animator to like come in and (laughs) Come and get creative.
2: Law, yeah. like, I, was yeah. say, I was gonna say maybe someone from their um production team will see this podcast episode and be like, I gotta hire these guys.
1: Bring you some know, consultants. Like, uh, creative just, creative yeah, consultants. Yeah. So okay, sorry. Weird nerdy piece of trivia. Um, there is a consultant, a super fan consultant on the Amazon Prime show. Um, I just looked up her name. Um, but, yeah, they they hired, like, a super fan of the Wheel of Time series who's done, oh, like, oh, nice. multiple oh, podcasts shit. and YouTube videos and stuff like that. They were like, holy shit, like, she is super knowledgeable, like, bring her on yeah. in as a consultant, so. Well, that's I know good. they've
2: also used Brandon Sanderson as a consultant, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's good, but, you know, um, it would be better if Robert Jordan wasn't dead and he could be a consultant himself, but obviously, right, you know, right. he is I mean, dead, so.
3: yeah,
0: Spoilers. I think what I would Everybody have done is... Uh... <laughs> is have it where you don't really you see that like like i'm saying like a distortion um mm-hmm. until one of our main characters one of the kids channels and you can oh, kind of sure. then see it through their eyes for the first time that they sure now yeah. can see this and we get to mm-hmm. you know be a kind of extra cool. surprise yeah because yeah. until I, that point then it's kind of an obi-wan kenobi thing like What is the force? What can you really do? Like you're you're wowed by the mysticism of it, and you just see little peaks of what they can do, and then it kind of fills in later, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: I think it would have helped with like Moraine, you know, in Two Rivers for the first time, like battling the Trollocs. That was that was a big one for me, where she I felt like she was making so many unnecessary motions. There was like extra,
0: wispy gestures. have no connection to something. Yeah. Mm Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That could have been really cool.
2: So, so I agree with you, John, as far as like some of those like production things, I wasn't like nuts about my, and I don't, um, just kind of go back to your, your previous point Mm -hmm. that you started this off with this section, as far as like, you're kind of the opposite of me. Um, I don't know, uh, about like movie and show production probably as well as you, as far as like, I didn't, I didn't notice some of those like color choices and color saturation issues and stuff like that, just because I'm not as versed in that stuff and like i've never created content myself and i just i'm just more of a consumer just generally and i'm more of just kind of a gut like watcher i i just kind of watch and i don't necessarily, i mean i analyze it but not i'm more just like really get sucked in pretty easily and so i can see where you're coming from with some of those production choices that aren't weren't great or maybe didn't have the right budget but like i just love the overall um for me it was like i'm a you know tried and true like you know i was in high school when like the lord of the rings fellowship of the ring came out and like i love those like super wide shots of like fantasy vistas yep. and, like mountains and stuff yep. so i loved that they like did some of that same kind of stuff and um so yeah so that's kind of where i'm getting at with just you know i, 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 you no, I agree the, you know, it's, the it's world mixed, building aspect of it bag. i loved yep. yeah
1: yeah we i mean we were both we were all talking about like shadar logoth like we mm-hmm. loved-, loved it love the creation of like the wall, the city, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. things like that were really,
2: yeah. Really love cool. that. those kind of shots I loved, but yeah, no, I agree. There's definitely somewhere I was like, this is a little like, not quite. It's, up you to know, snuff. There,
0: it like, it's one of those things. I kind of say there's a sort of an explosion, explosion of shows like this. And I say double a or triple mm-hmm. a, cause that's what that's used in the, in the game video game space mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, sure. It's kind of like, um, game tools to, okay. So when I grew up, Um, all of a sudden it was becoming way more accessible to create your own video content. Mm -hmm. Like for a long time, it was a difficult process. You know, you're going to shoot on Mm -hmm. film with a very large camera It's kind of expensive. You got to go and and literally cut the film together or you're sitting there with a VHS tape record, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's it's a complicated process to make something that is nowhere near what Hollywood is doing. It's not even, you just, you're not even going to be looked at in close the same way. And then growing up, digital video started to become a thing and your your mm-hmm. computer came with iMovie and you could like mm-hmm. start doing things. More people could start doing stuff. Now you can shoot mm-hmm. something pretty good looking on an iPhone. So it's a mm-hmm. democratization of the medium. And so mm-hmm. video games the same way, like it's the tools are way more accessible and readily available mm-hmm. to anyone to just make mm-hmm. a game. So you can get these pretty impressive games that are made mm-hmm. by like two people and mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this is great. But it doesn't have the motion capture. It doesn't have the like the finesse the the mm-hmm. that a triple A one does. That's millions sure. and millions of dollars are spent to make. Yeah. And so both are very good and both can mm-hmm. be enjoyed and have great content. And it's like mm-hmm. that's you know, the double A one re- re- um relies more on the story or the game mechanic than mm-hmm having a, effects or something special mm-hmm. to look at, you know? Sure. So where I think we're then that space in TV where yeah. you can, you, anyone almost can make something pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But I think honestly, the story that the Epic scale of this, the way it, it borrows from a lot of different things that and can mm-hmm. make something pretty interesting. I think it mm-hmm. does deserve. And I was hoping for the Lord of the Rings budget kind of thing. Like yeah. I want, I want that. I want, lord of the rings in this format i want to you know believe i'm everywhere i am i want that mm-hmm. grit i want that cinematography mm-hmm. and i'm just mm-hmm. getting glimpses of it so yeah, yeah that's fair okay that's my rant on that but yeah, how, how do you that, think about um like if, if you have more say on it go for it but otherwise what do you think of the characterizations so i i listened to a youtuber that i just I, his name is Randall Thor 19, and I had no idea anything about that or where that came from. And then just in right. a few episodes ago, I'm like, oh, his name, his full name is Randall Thor. Wow. Yeah. OK, that's what that's what that is from. Um, and so obviously these characters mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. There is um, a lot going on for them. What do you are there big standout hits or misses, do you think? Mm as far as just uh, the way the actors are portraying them like general portrayal or... like how the character is yeah. portrayed from what they're given dialogue wise and then yeah the actual mm-hmm. casting and sure
2: yeah uh, i overall was pretty happy with it um with the the casting and like the portrayals um as much as there's parts of like um you know i'll, I'll get to the main the main the main cast but um lan is someone where i have kind of a love hate like a, opinion of like the actor portrayal like there's times and some of the dialogue that i think is like oh that's perfect that's just like very like he's like really the character in the book is really soft-spoken he doesn't use a lot of words he's he's very quiet Um, but then when he says something it like carries a lot of power um so there's mm-hmm. times when he really does uh, but he's also a very like stoic like guy and 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 this guy is like he this land the actor plays him a little to be a little ben bit more soft. like sensitive and soft yeah like like yeah. in the episode with uh when she goes to meet swan in their little like getaway place um he's like oh give her my love i was just like i i, I uh oh I, I watched that episode with my buddy lance and i was just like we both read the books and we're all like swan or um we're like land would never say that in the books like that's yeah. just ridiculous like well and also in the books like moraine and swan aren't in a relationship uh, that i mean it's yeah, hinted at a little what it's like yeah, hinted at barely
1: yeah well yeah a lot of a lot of things in the books are like very like you know hinted at and like the show has to make them so much more overt i think
2: sure because i was talking and, i
1: was talking with john about this earlier where like yeah in the book they're pillow friends which robert jordan right. basically confirmed his code for lovers but like yeah right in the in the books, it's like they're pillow friends. There's no like secret scenes they, where they still way together.
2: Or, or like they were when they were novices, like which is right. more common they talk about, but then when they kind of like they it's kind of referred yeah. to as like they sort of get grow out of it and like they don't spend a lot like, of time together that. necessarily because they're all off traveling and doing doing right. stuff for the White Tower and stuff. So uh, it's fine. I don't I don't I'm not like upset that they added that in.
0: That's makes well, sense. Before you move on, but, I wanna say wouldn't it have had a great impact? if we had no idea of that relationship and then she's exiled and mm-hmm. you think, wow, you know, like big trouble for this. And then yeah. way later, we're like, we they're actually, were like right doing this. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it is. You know yeah, I mean? That's more how it is in the books. You, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: But, um, as far as other characterization, I, I really liked everybody. Yeah. I thought, I thought actually the ch- Rand was a good choice. Um, he's a character in the books that like, obviously he's a very major character. Um, and there's times in the books where he's super annoying, like very, like you want to just like kind of give him a smack because it's just like, whatever. He just is, can be a little um like whiny. Whiny. I don't know, Andrea would, yeah. Or just like. Ginger
1: Anakin, as John cares to call yeah. him. Yes. Anyway, I think he's, this actually does very a good much job. Feels his, he very much feels his teenage years in the book. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he just isn't For mature sure. yet. And as right. much as you want him to be. He just isn't, which, again, mm-hmm. fits, I think, in this, even as annoying as it is. Like, he just yeah. goes, like, wildly back and forth. He's very emotionally reactive, mm-hmm. like,
3: mm-hmm. feels
1: things were meant to be a certain way. And, like, every time something deviates, he's just like, oh, my God. Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, he's still like, I'm small town, you know, Two Rivers, right. Randolph, or even though, like, he's been in the wide world for so long now. He's the dragon yeah. reborn. He just, like, right. he's so oblivious. And you're just like, yeah, get with the times, yeah. man
2: he's a real hard time like taking advice and stuff so he's just super stubborn in the books so he's he's very similar actually in the show so i thought they did a good job with that i think he looks right i think. i think generally what they what they what they they did with the aiel just overall all the aiel they showed is like that's pretty that's pretty exact how they describe him in the books with like the ginger hair and like tall and thin and um, i hope they do more with aiel in the in season two because that's a super interesting like Culture, yeah, separate from I, like I,
0: most I, o, of the
3: people.
2: The mm-hmm. pe- so,
1: I, so, so, Rand's mother that we get, you know, jumping to um, the the last two episodes here, yep. um, who we see give birth on the slopes of Dragon Mountain mm-hmm. during a battle. um She's mm-hmm. a member of a tribe of people called the Aiel. um mm-hmm. and they have a whole subculture that we're, I believe mm-hmm. we are going to learn about in season two.
2: I'm sure um, we have to. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so they're they're the clan of you know they live and die by the spear um mm-hmm. they have like spear like, maidens
0: warlike people. So that's what the ogear yeah. was saying right that's what he was calling before yes he was calling them an I I Yule. Yule. Yeah. The an human yep. yep yep
1: yep and, the, and, and the, it's a culture the form where of women dress are that she has
0: too.
1: yep exactly yeah they're just as fierce um as yep. the men even more so in some aspects. Yeah. um yeah and uh yeah the the way that they they did the costuming the dress like you know mm-hmm. everything about that was just like spot on from what you describe yeah. in the books so right
0: Right. So with, to see uh, more of that, with his mother, with, um, so I thought I liked that stuff a lot and I definitely mm-hmm. took a note. Uh, was it episode seven that's our that way or yeah, that was like seven. So, so yeah, awesome. um, I immediately, uh, I, I wrote, did someone else direct this much better fight scene than we usually yeah. get? Um, that fight because awesome. immediately I was like, okay, this looks better. Uh, mm-hmm. just in, the whole uh presentation and they didn't a, a lot of times we get in this what people that are seem to be unfamiliar with shooting action sequences they get lazy and do and like like it's a lot of chop jump cuts, mm. it's a lot up mm-hmm. close, you can't tell what's going on. And they, mm-hmm. they pulled back, you know? Mm-hmm. They clearly got a little bit of fight choreography going here that was that was at a, a higher level than mm-hmm with the rest of the show. And I don't know if it's a new person. They just got in someone else. If it's a second director that they should promote or what <laughs> happened, but I liked yeah. it. Sure. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. pretty
1: cool. Yeah. I had a note in there. It's just like, it, it hints at the general like badassness of the IEL. They're, they're like, nothing slows us down. Doesn't matter if I'm pregnant, like, you know, about to give birth. I'm in labor. Still mm-hmm. going to like fight yeah. off like 12 of these soldier mm-hmm. guys yeah. and give yeah. birth at the same time. Like, Mm-hmm. as someone who's yeah. recently gone through you know, the birthing experience, like, <laughs> don't know if I could do that. So, yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, I, it amazing. I mean, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in that situation, but I'm just saying like, it's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. So I, yeah, I
0: definitely noted. I wanted to know how she got there. Like how, how would this come to be? Cause this is a bad place to be pregnant yeah. right mm-hmm. now. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, yeah. And then the, the reveal, uh, with, Rand's adoptive father. I was Damn, was very man. good. Mm-hmm. That was good that. Uh, I mm-hmm. was a, I was good with the de aging process and like just a whole mm-hmm. that that was good. That was a highlight of the series for me for sure. Mm-hmm. That stuff. Yeah. Okay. So
2: um so the going back to the other some of the other characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say like they generally did a good job with everybody. Like they're not necessarily how I pictured them in the books, but that's okay. Like I think they did a good job. I like that they really had a lot of representation in the whole cast as far as just like yeah, this is a world, not everyone would be like a white person, you know, there'd be like other cultures and like other ethnicities and stuff, so I actually really like that. Um, Is it
0: generally like, because they're they're obviously in a small town, two rivers, mm -hmm. village, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, generally that's where there is a lot of homogeneity. Is this Mm an area that like a lot of people would, it's very old or something, that people would come from like other kingdoms and stuff, and that would move through, you know, because to me, it completely depends what the world is set up like, and I have no idea Mm -hmm. from from mm-hmm. the books or whatever
2: you I know, know that he specifies does. that much in the like as far as like talking yeah i mean they talk about like people from like you know tear being like darker skinned and stuff like i don't know yeah right. from certain areas
1: yeah so... he definitely robert jordan definitely builds up like larger cultures to have like very specific characteristics mm-hmm. um you know like that are easy easily recognizable like when they're in larger Mm -hmm. cities they're like oh these people are from here you know these people are from Camelin, these people whatever a lot of times it's like like,
2: the way they dress and stuff too or the way they do their hair beards also in addition to like makeup or jewelry
1: yep exactly um the aiel are are kind of unique in that he very specifically Mm -hmm. talks about like their their red hair and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be a clue for rand and his origins right um but I think, like with the lore of the two rivers, and like talking about the breaking of the world, and like this used to it used to be the city of Menethrin until, um, mm-hmm. you know, like the people were wiped out and went into hiding, and then they gradually mm-hmm. like came back and built it up. It would mm-hmm. be like a mixed kind of grab bag of like these are your survivors from the city. Right. You know, sure. they're not just going to yeah. be like, you know, all looking have come the same. To, like join them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's whoever survived and now they're like slowly rebuilding. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I think it works. I think I think it's more interesting to look at like Lan and Moraine, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of like the differing like Aes Sedai who come from Mm -hmm. different cultures and how they represent Mm -hmm. themselves. And like those are more interesting things. But I don't think it's like a stretch like like Phil was saying. I don't think it's a stretch to be like, yeah, these are, you know, diverse people from the two rivers. Yeah.
2: Right. But, and I mean, in the whole series, just like they showed a lot of representation, just the entire cast and various areas and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would say like Perrin and Matt's characters were good, but I didn't like, I liked how the actors played them, but I didn't like some of the decisions that the like writers made to like write their backstories in a certain way to give them like more... I don't know life trauma, like you mean like killing your wife. Yeah, like does yeah. have. A, well, he doesn't even have a wife in the books, which I I'm sure know. you guys have talked about. Yep. Um, yeah, we we also
1: did not like that.
0: Yeah, so I was that wasn't excited necessary. to know his wife. <laughs> I, I thought right. she looked cool, and I wanted to know yeah. what happens, you know. And so and then, wow, okay, she's gone, yeah, and then right. wasn't in the book at all. I guess so. Right. That's in the book, book. Perrin already has enough
2: conflict about like battling versus he just wants to be a simple blacksmith. He didn't need to add on like all mm. this. Mountain of guilt about how I accidentally killed my uh, pregnant ex wife or pregnant um, wife, but right. Um, and then Matt's character, like they added in this whole like he's like from this difficult home. His dad, you know, cheats on his mom. His mom's an alcoholic. Like not taking care of his poor little sisters. Like it was just, and then and then they made it made Matt have this like dark edge where yes, like there's all the stuff with the dagger, but he's not like a meat like yeah when he was under the influence of the dagger that is pretty true to the story but like when he's not under in the influence of the dagger he's like pretty happy-go-lucky and like yes does like gamble and stuff but he's not like this guy who like Broody. steals stuff from people and yeah and brooding so much and it's just i don't know that i didn't love but that wasn't really the actor's fault i think that was just how they wrote the character right. uh, i actually heard they're replacing matt for the second season
1: they are mm-hmm. what are they? okay
2: for real yeah donald i thought he did Ryan. a fine job
1: Donald Finn. They haven't. They haven't said. Funny. Yeah, they haven't said why they're replacing him. So I don't know if it's like a conflict yes, or like but, you know a performance yes. issue or whatever. But Donald the Finn least. is uh, going to be the new Matt Coffin, and I can't remember okay. what he's in. I know he's in something we've we've watched or at least talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look mm-hmm. him up right now. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah.
0: that's too bad because, um, well, I never like recasting, but I right. mean, mm-hmm. performance-wise, he seems just there with everybody else. Yeah, oh, he's in I the Witcher. Some of the...
1: That's what he's in. Oh, sorry.
0: Funny. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, no,
2: I, I agree. It's, I thought, it was odd, but maybe the actor wanted to pull out or something. Who, who knows?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I was just thinking. You know, it seems like they would have um contracts there. That I mean, I guess he broke right. contract. Whatever happens, but yeah, that's mm, too bad. It's just strange. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did want to
2: uh. If if we're at some point, I know we're going to talk about like seasons, the last two, two the last two episodes, I should say. Um, I did want to talk with you, Andrea, and get your take on um, like the uh, sort of the last battle. Um, and, uh, you know, um, the last
1: battle that clearly wasn't the last battle.
2: Right. It was so, so tragic. I, so I liked it. But I was really disappointed that, and I'm curious what you guys think, and maybe, and yep. I'm curious your your opinion too, Johnny, as someone who hasn't read the books, I thought it was like, I was disappointed they didn't do more explaining of who this guy was that was fighting Rand at the end. Because I thought the show made it very, uh, I thought it was, the show led you to believe that it was the literal dark one, when mm-hmm. I believe, as I it's heard not- you reference earlier, that it was one of the Forsaken. It is. Most likely a how did you How do you it know is. that, though? Well, I, I, I think it is, too. But did they say something in the show that I missed that would win? No, they
1: didn't, say, they didn't say anything in the show. Um, but if you pause it during any of those scenes, they list the actor in the scenes. Faris uh, Faris um, uh-huh. is a Shemiel, father of lies.
2: Why wouldn't you say that in the show yes. in some way? Every, yep. Dana was like, oh, oh it's the dark man. one. I was okay. like, okay.
0: I was like, so firstly, it make- feels spoiled. Like I feel like I got a spoiler right now. But at the same I time, mean, when it they missed him in the casting, is like because I told I'm to- I totally thought this was the dark one, right? And so did Dana. And I'm like, well, yeah. how is he? He he can't be actually dead or trapped or whatever, yep. you know, right. because yep. it can't no. be concluded now.
1: So I it makes sense suspicions. that it's
0: not him. But I, too. Uh,
1: I had my suspicions right when. Um, you know, the the one of the cool effects, again, that, that I commend uh, the team for um, when Rand, you know, they're meeting in the blight in his dream and he mm-hmm. shoots an arrow in his eye and he twists off yeah. that, like, mask that was cool. to, that was like, cool. become a person. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. no, that is not the dark one. No. Um, and so right. I, I knew then it I've had to be that. one of the Forsaken. But again, yep. that's because I've read the books and I know what the Forsaken are. Right. But and they so... barely
2: talked about them in the show up until – right it ta- they reference the forsaken one time in the show
1: yep
3: it's
2: when they're when like, they're talking about the backstory and
1: then it, yeah. they do yeah so they talk about it when they're i think they're they're in tarvalon um yeah. in the white tower they're talking about the forsaken and and the dark one bit. it's like a second um, yeah it's it's so brief but the um, forsaken
2: are one of the coolest like, cast of characters in the whole book series like well, it's a travesty and, and, and,
1: Again, coming from the book series, I knew when we get Loghain's Siege of Gildan, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I knew that when he was using Satan and like those two shadow figures are at him, like whispering, Mm -hmm. I was like, I know that's the Forsaken. You know, I know that's the shadow of of the Forsaken. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of figured because Ashamael's prominent in the book series, I kind of figured that that was him. And then, yeah spoiler alert for those of you sorry
2: yeah sorry everybody sorry john that being said i loved that that actor and the way he like portrayed Mm -hmm. and like did those scenes i was like this is sweet i was like i just wish they would point out and explain that this is one of the forsaken i agree but so
0: yeah yeah that's disappointing because i thought i i too I, i remarked that i really liked his his fashion and I mm-hmm. just like what the actor did. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was like, Absolutely. I was like, the fashion seems like it's from the time before everything went to hell. Like yeah. they showed that clip at the beginning, you know, in their, uh, of, of, what of episode eight. Right. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I say, uh, I wrote down like, I oh, thought it was really interesting. So I'm like, is the world literally reset almost with this? Or is yes. this just like after everything, the it's like a post-apocalyptic situation.
1: So it's a post-apocalyptic you know, like, situation after what an event known as the breaking of the world,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, this is like a futuristic city, like it, like things mm-hmm. really developed a long right. ways, and now how which, we got back, to, right? Him.
1: Right, which yeah. which like, I mean, in times, yeah. So I mean, I I knew. So that's like the part of the lore is like the wheel of time turns and ages come and go and like they're reborn mm-hmm. and, you know, like mm-hmm. they progress and then you regress and like, you know, mm-hmm. ages come again. Right. Um But I'd never really having read the books saw like these, these futuristic city. Yeah, I never really saw no. like a futuristic city. Like flying and it felt cars me... and stuff. No, right. It felt to me very like um, this. The Chronicles of Shannara book series is set in, like, a post-apocalyptic world where it's, you know, like, um, the future's progressed so, so far, and it is, like, you know, flying cars, the future kind of thing, and then, like, it all Mm -hmm. explodes, and then magic is reborn, and, like, that happens. So it was weirdly, like, that feels like it belongs in a different series. Like, I totally could have been, like, this is a golden city, like, you know, things were happening, like, they had, you know amazing technology doesn't feel that way in the books but no no, there's no like futuristic elements in the books right Uh,
2: i was
0: like
1: is that that what i don't
2: i'm not even sure what
1: (laughs) i know (laughs) i know It was so strange it was so strange it
0: seems like a big departure yes yeah
2: i mean he doesn't really say he doesn't he doesn't really talk that much at least as far as i've read and i've read i'm pretty far into the series i'm i don't know three quarters of the way uh two-thirds into the series um, uh, I don't remember him ever talking and really describing in detail what the world was like prior to the breaking of the world, not in any great detail. Do you? Andrea? No,
1: I agree. Um, there's maybe there's that hints is later. For certain.
2: So maybe it is open yeah. to your interpretation. Yeah, maybe maybe it is later. They talk more yeah. about it because Andrea and I are, are both at the same point. We neither of us actually finished the series. It's yeah. I will say for people who are thinking of reading the series. Sorry to just like take over here on this point, but. <laughs> It is a long dense series. It's excellent. The first several books are awesome, but there is kind of a slowdown in the middle. Yes. Where it's it's pretty widely acknowledged by people who read the whole series that like yep. books 7 through like 10 are a little bit uh, drag a little, They're a little harder to get through. Robert Jordan I think kind of like had a, lost his way a bit and it's a lot of setup for the final like four or five uh, four books. And then once you hit like 11, 12, books. 13, 14 <laughs> Then they're, apparently, I haven't read them yet, but apparently they're excellent. So I'm, and Andrea and I are both on Winter's Heart. That's, what is that? Nine.
1: Nine.
3: Andrea?
2: Mm-hmm. nine. So yep. basically we have this one uh, this one to finish. I'm almost done with it, and I think Andrea's halfway through. And mm-hmm. then 10 is a little bit draggy. And I think um, what I've been told is 11, 12, 13, and 14, and especially 12, 13, and 14, are like mind-blowingly amazing. And it's worth it yep. to push through. So just prepare yourself that there's a a slowdown in there where it's, it's just, you got to really push through. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a lot. I think, I think I get, I get caught up to you guys by the time I'm 40. I feel like
2: uh... (laughs) they take a while. I've been working on this series for several years. I mean, on.
1: yeah, I mean the first, the first couple are, are really good. They do. Yeah. Tend to fly by in terms yeah. of like world building and like character introductions. and like mm-hmm. they're so fascinating because he has mm-hmm. such clear ideas about his
3: mm-hmm.
1: his like characters, his cultures, like the mm-hmm. the lore that he's creating. It's so full and rich. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. great. But yeah, it does like many things tend to right. kind of bog down in the middle well, um,
2: it's, p- partly, I think Andrea, and you correct me if I'm wrong or if what you mm-hmm. think, but um, it's like the story's so big. By the time you get to that middle portion of the series, there's so many storylines that you're working that he's constantly trying to jump back and forth between. You can't help but get bogged down a little bit because it's just so expansive.
1: Yep. It's yeah, it's it's Game of Thrones to a little bit more of a controlled degree. Just because he doesn't have quite yeah. as many characters that he's following as, like, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is, like, spun right. off wildly, I think. And Robert Jordan's still trying to get a handle on that. Or Robert Jordan. Oh. George R.R. Martin's still Drummer, trying to get a yeah. handle on that beast. Um, sure.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, he does he does kind of spin himself a little bit too far afield and then kind of brings yeah. himself back.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, and then, you know, Brandon Sanderson obviously finishes the series with the last yeah. three books. It was supposed to be just one book. To, to the finale and then it was so much still to cover that he had it was three books but apparently i mean obviously robert jordan is is the original and they're 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 amazing but I, i've heard that the last three by brandon sanderson that he he basically used all the notes that the robert jordan's widow and son had um and they like prepped him on everything he needed to know and there's some of it written and apparently those final three by brandon sanderson are quite good quite good yeah. I have heard this. Not, not to diminish everything it's Robert like, Jordan did, but
1: well, I mean, it's yeah, so it's like, much of his notes, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's a lot of his right. like very detailed plotting that you know Brandon yeah. Sanderson just came in and was like, okay, like I have a well, solid base to work. Things are with. Important. He's
0: a great author. I mean, yeah, right. It's like I think you know, I always say George Lucas is the world builder, but he needs someone else to like execute. Yeah, sure. and so if it's right. you know, if it's maybe not to that degree, but you know, there's nothing wrong with having you know, the genius of the idea and someone else that mm-hmm. executes. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sure. we should talk a little bit specifically. Um, I mean, we've been kind of diving into pieces of it here and there, but there's some things I have to say about episode seven and eight for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As we go through, like I might, I wrote quite a bit going in. Um, I had... The annoyance, the annoying parts of Rand was coming through more and more as you've talked about. That's where like I got frustrated calling him ginger Anakin because that's mm-hmm. what he is. Um, yeah. And then yeah. the like, it, it's frustrating me seeing the relationship between him and. Um, what's her face? Um, and yeah. And um, that's just that's kind of hard for me to watch. And then they they really like double down with the the terrible, I can't watch this, with the wisdom and Lan. And I, I was him. freaking out on the couch, watching this with no one else around. I'm like, I can't take this right yep. now. I dislike the wisdom so much. She just gets on my nerves. And yep. every time it's like, oh my God. First, I, I never expected they'd go as far as they did. I thought, okay, we're going to have to deal with uh, the, um, 98 sitting there lurking all the time mm-hmm. at land, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but then, oh my God, I just, is, is this is really, this relationship yeah. bothers me. Okay. This it's relationship okay. is not okay with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just yep. don't, it, I don't yeah. see the two being together. I think that there's nothing that has been particularly, um, attractive about the personality of, uh, the wisdom here. To land, like why would why this would be, what would impress him about her? You know, I mm-hmm. I love of so my favorite stuff earlier was when um, Moraine snapped back and said like maybe you should show some wisdom being mm-hmm. you're called the wisdom. You know, I love right. that because yep. she has so much growth that she needs to go through mm-hmm. before. I would say that she is an attractive suitor to someone that's as put together as land.
2: I, I did question why, like, I mean, I don't want to, I, I mean, I will say that that is a, a true narrative in the book where yep. that's a relationship, but it's so out of order. That's like several books away. Like it, there's so much buildup to that over time see, and you get to see what it needed. I grow. That's what right. it needed. So that's one of those uh, choices yeah. I just is didn't get. So I agree with you. It's just like, why now, do this in like four seasons from now or work your way up to it. It's just how it is. In the, like, why do you need to change that? It's already so good. So well done in the books. All right. I agree
0: with you. Cause you don't okay. need more here's, relationships. This isn't like a soap opera thing right now. Like yeah. we right. already are dealing with the drama of other relationships. We don't need to throw yeah. in another one.
1: No. Yeah. So, so here's, here's my, my take on it. Um, and I agree with, with both of you to an extent. Um, I, as a book reader, always had, issues with Nynaeve and Lan getting together in the books. Um, oh, I, I, I never really liked that relationship mostly because I felt like there was so much um, unearned animosity for, on Nynaeve's part towards Moraine about like mm-hmm. the fact that like Moraine bonded Lan as her warder and it's like she did this mm-hmm. way before she met you, before she right. knew you existed. Like she like looked in the future was like, hey Lan's gonna fall in love later. Better like deal them away now that's not how shit happens like
3: right you know that's like
1: being that's like me being mad at my husband for like having a relationship before i met him like no right. people have shit before they I'm meet you for
3: you, you. right no, so you.
1: <laughs> thank you thank you chris get in here let's have a talk um <laughs> like, but you know like i have if chris always... just
2: popped his head in all of a sudden that would have been <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs>
1: Um, but you know, it's just there I've always had that issue that like there's just so much that's like so petty and childish and you know, it like I don't understand Nynaeve's resentment. She doesn't understand exactly how Aes I Sedai War bonds work. So she okay. totally thinks they're one thing and like they're actually another, which I did appreciate in the show. Lan like snaps back at her and he's like, Maureen doesn't own me. Like that's not how this works. Like, shh. Mm-hmm. You know, I did appreciate that correction. He did that yeah.
0: too. He's like, it's like, snaps girl,
1: girl, very keeping <laughs> in character of Lamb. <laughs> His stoicism broke for that moment. Yeah. He's like, girl, yeah, yeah. let me tell you. Um, but so yeah, so I've always had a problem with their relationship. But I, but yes, I extra had a problem with it in the show because it sped up so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. they they jammed it in when where like they didn't need to. There was already a lot of relationship drama going on between Rand and Gawain. Which they do go through their their growth pains and and periods of like I love you I don't love you you know right. we're together we're not together mm-hmm. I I would have found more focus on their relationship better um rather right. than throw this in now especially because I think it also affected Land's character in the fact that like he said a lot of things that I would not expect Land to say. Like he invites her in to like meet his friends, like they're laughing Mm -hmm. and joking, like it's a whole like warm fuzzy land that is Mm -hmm. not in keeping with the books. He says stupid stuff, like she gets up in the morning to like do her walk of shame and he states the obvious, you're leaving. I hate when characters say that, like, duh, (laughs) she's leaving. You know, mm-hmm. just so many different things where you know I was just like they—they they made him too soft too quickly. Like mm-hmm. he softens in the books to be sure, yeah. Um, but it's so gradual and imperceptible that, like, mm-hmm. you know, it just makes a lot of sense. Whereas mm-hmm. here, it's very sudden.
0: Yeah, it's. And so I just read my no. comments on this. Like, I was no. I was freaking out. I don't know why I'm so invested in this. No, it's like
1: it's, it's, it's no, very difficult. Actually.
0: I was like I screamed in the chat and I'm like don't introduce her to your family yeah. or whatever the hell uh, like what <laughs> where is yeah. this relationship and then Moraine gives the okay she's like oh yeah I forgot what her line was but it was something like yeah. acknowledging like that she's like that. interested in you and that she's yeah a good girl or beautiful or something yeah. and it's like no you guys have had yeah. nothing but conflict at this point you put her in right. her place before. Now you're okay with your warder being yeah. with her?
1: No. Very strange
2: way to frame it up. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's uh, very and weird. I, and
1: I, so, okay, so here's where I think the show got clunky. Um, because Maureen, when she's talking to Land, she's basically like, I'm going to go to the last battle up in here and take the dragon reborn to face the dark one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably going to die want you know she doesn't want land to die too so she mm-hmm. wants him to like feel like she has like he has her blessing to like be with Nynaeve because mm-hmm. maybe that will save him from dying Yeah, maybe you know because okay. there is there okay. is like an, uh... there is an element in the books where you know she addresses their relationship you know in in having to be okay with it Mm-hmm. But it's, again, it's so much longer to get to this point yeah. that it mm-hmm. makes a little bit more sense. Whereas here, we're just like, what? Think. Yep. Like you said, there's been nothing but conflict, nothing but tension on either side. And suddenly she's like, mm-hmm. I like the wisdom. It's cool.
2: Like, right? Mm-hmm. No. Go, go get her, tiger.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very strange.
2: <sighs> yeah, so Man. I don't know about that. Yeah, but.
1: Their, their whole scene, I, I was so like, I was like, I get that, you know, their relationship is a little more overt, especially for, for people who are coming to this new, who might need a little like romance in the series sure. and stuff like that. But when sure. they left it outside land's door and he went to go to bed, I was like, great. They had the little flirt flirt. Right. like right. It happened. And then she came back in yeah. and I was
0: like,
1: Oh, I Oh, I hate it. It was painful.
0: I mean, I, I have the, uh, I have the Michael Scott. no,
1: yeah
0: i saw that it's very much how i felt i agree with that yeah it was (sighs) strange Strange okay so that's yeah that's out of the way um something i did like i'm really interested i'm really interested in the character the most the character i'm most interested in actually is the bartender with the tattoos i Mm -hmm. like her i think she's got a cool look i think she's Mm -hmm personality and like a, a fascinating ability and a burdensome mm-hmm. ability obviously mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see and I was very happy when she's leaving the city and I'm like okay mm-hmm. she's not going to die right now
3: <laughs> it's, it's, uh,
0: no, um, no
2: I don't want to spoil anything but um pretty important yeah. character over overall yeah. long term
1: although I mean, Phil, oh, he definitely like... doesn't
2: meet her there but whatever agreed
1: yeah Um
2: so that's another Phil, Did thing, you but... feel like
1: she was a little older than you would sort of thought she was Going to be from the book, Min?
2: Yeah. Well, I think she looks like she's right around the same age as like show Rand and Egwene and.
1: Oh, OK, because I thought she looked more like she was around show Nynaeve's age. And I was just oh. like, I just thought like, I mean, and maybe that's just me. Maybe uh, that's maybe. my perspective. I but, think it's like, part of maybe. the way
0: she holds herself. You know, could be. the kids—the kids are all played sure. by older people than they're supposed to be. Well, yeah, but, yeah. But they all act young, you know. Mm-hmm. And so she comes off as a little more uh, worldly and wizened mm-hmm. than than sure. they are. So, sure. could be. But
2: yeah, no, she's a cool character for sure.
1: Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't say any more I, that, but. I
1: know. You know. So <laughs>
0: uh, again, with I'd this show so being um like being. I feel really, pretty in these last couple episodes, being really rushed. Um, I felt like, you know, I wanted the Battle Helm's Deep. <laughs> we really didn't get the Battle Helm's Deep. We got not really. We did, like we got abbreviated version of Battle Helm's Deep. Like we, got, we didn't yeah. go through or, you know, like this is not mm-hmm. something we that was really built hits. to. And like, what's that?
1: We got the greatest hits because there were like two right. yeah. really badass scenes. Yeah. That could have been like interspersed in like a much longer battle.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, there was cool shit happening, but
0: it
1: happened real fast. It just kind of
0: went through the wall really fast. You know, they climbed up the wall and they, you know, it just like, you know, that's the kind of thing like we, you have the time in a television series now. Like you have, Mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with the two and a half hour, you know, pushing the limits, two hours and 45 minute Mm -hmm. runtime of a film. Like you can Mm -hmm. spread this out. So like, why aren't we building to this conflict? Why aren't we calling for aid? Why aren't we, you know, like doing all these things like this is, this is bad news. And then, then we finally get to the moment and it's like an entire episode that's just like the slog of this horrible battle. And, uh, you know, I, it was a missed opportunity to rush through that. I think. Yeah,
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I thought it was cool, like tar- the way they like, uh, like illustrated, uh, you know, Tarwin's Gap and like the little Gap, um, uh, castle they have there. That was sweet. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, like all of the they set all that up, but then, yeah, and like, badass. yeah, super cool. But then, yeah, you're right. Then it's like the battle was like rushed through and then it all became about the Aes Sedai doing their circle and then blasting all the Trollocs with lightning, which was cool. But yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. Again, yeah, It felt rushed. I agree. I,
1: yeah. I think, I think there were, there were thoughts there. There were good ideas in the sense of like everybody preparing for this thing. You know, like, we got a lot of build-up to it. Like, you know, we're mm-hmm. shit. Like, the, the leader of Faldara was like, oh, my God, you know, I should have listened to you, my sister. We should have mm-hmm. called for aid. We should have written to Tarvalon. You mm-hmm. know, um, there's this whole, like, armor deal, you know, about, mm-hmm. like, he's not putting on the armor. You know, you mm-hmm. should defend the city. Get ready. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Call the heroes. Call the, you know, Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, a lot of build-up. Mm-hmm. And I think, in a way, it was supposed to get us ready for this big thing that wasn't because
3: mm-hmm.
1: he was talking about, you know, oh my gosh, i can't believe that Tarman Gaiden, which is the last battle, is happening in our lifetime and then at the mm-hmm. end Moraine's like fuck. I thought this was the last battle. This is just, just the, the beginning. First yeah yep. so I think there was the intention, uh, and maybe I'm ascribing too much you know forethought to the showrunners. I don't know, but I think there was maybe an intention to like get all this build up to something that was disappointing and over quickly mm-hmm. because it wasn't the last battle
3: mm-hmm. you know
1: and and there's like a you know anticipation of this big thing that never came because, oh shit, we're realizing this is just like the first volley in a series of you know things that's gonna happen from the dark one,
3: mhm.
1: That being said, you still could have done more with the actual battle. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there still could have been more moments of like the Trollocs, you know, coming, getting to the fortress, could have been a better siege. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the Lord of Faldara didn't have to die in a single spear throw. Like, I was, was disappointed weird. about that. Right. Um, I think that
2: guy has a little better reflexes than that. Like,
1: right. Like I think he's been in a few more battles that he could have just been like, uh, yeah. I probably could have survived this like a moment or two longer, um. So yeah, Yeah. so I I think there was sense in not dragging it out and making it too epic, so that you know when you do get to the last battle, it can be bigger, because Mm -hmm. you don't want to set the bar too high, and then all of a sudden you're like, what are we gonna do for the last battle? Right. But yeah, it didn't need to be this quick. But it'd be,
0: it'd probably be different players, different environments, you know, this is like 300 forced into the tunnel right. kind of situation, you know, that right. I, I just, yeah, I had a lot of issues with it. I like, I, I enjoyed watching it, but just like I was, mm-hmm. I thought, well, they yeah, should be using yeah. bows, not crossbows, like reload yeah. time with that many people is that's a poor right. choice. And then, right, sure. um, yeah, just not seeing enough. I, and then I had a whole bunch of, Questions about the women channeling because sure. I thought that, um, you know, the whole idea was that for men, the you know, channeling the source got corrupted and stuff, but then it's like, this will seem to me like a lot of dark things going on with this channeling. And I, and the way I perceived it was that she was like the central one, this uh, sister was, um, like almost high on this amount yeah. of power that she's mm-hmm. receiving, mm-hmm. particularly from you know and so to me it was like, well that's kind of a a dangerous element there. It's mm-hmm. almost a to me that would be a corrupting element or something. You're using it in a dark mm-hmm. way or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, losing yeah. control. Yeah, it's almost so, like that's
1: that's a that's little right. bit different. Yeah. So like the the taint is something quite literal, like the touch of the dark one on Satan is mm-hmm. like the taint. So intent didn't really matter before. So you could use it for dark purposes before mm-hmm. where, like, and it wasn't like you're you're corrupting the source. It's just like you, right. a person, are using it in bad purposes, which we'll right see, here. I think, in future seasons. So yeah. so I get where you're coming from, John. But, yeah, it sort of works because, like, they're, these people aren't, like, bound by the Aes Sedai oaths of, like... I'm right. not going to use mm. the one power for, you know, right. killing or, right. or to make a weapon. They're just like, I can use it any way I want to.
2: Right. Because what isn't clear is that sister of the King, she trained yeah. at the white tower, but she wasn't actually powerful enough to become a full Aes Sedai. So she's yep. not bound by the, th- the oaths that Moraine's bound by, but that yep. wasn't very clear in the show. Cause she does well, wear no, like uh, the ring. We
0: talked ring. about that yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. but, mm-hmm. right.
2: but then, and so then, yeah, you know, Gwen's not Aes Sedai. You know, Naini's not Aes Sedai. They've never gone to the Tar for training, even though they can channel. And the other two people that they obviously found are Aes Sedai. So, yes, technically they can use the, the, the uh, you know, SIDAR for, oh, yeah. you know, whatever purposes they want. But and then the other thing to know that you wouldn't know just from watching the show is, you know, embracing the source is described in the books as like this, like just amazing ecstasy experience. It's so... Amazing Joyful. to channel that sometimes it's hard to like let go of that. And like sisters have to force themselves to like, okay, let go of the power because you don't want to let it go. And so it makes sense that this lady who is trained at the tower but was never very powerful when she got a hold of all of this power, and she knows obviously what channeling feels like. And it was hard for it's especially hard for her to let go of that. She'd never been able to take in that much of Sidar before. Mm-hmm. And so that did ring true to me based on, like, the lore from the books, but the show didn't explain any of that. Yeah. So I got it, but, like, no one else that watched it was that yeah. hasn't read the books would get it, so I don't know. Right. Like, strange strange choice yeah. not to explain some of those things. Well,
0: and then the other thing I thought is, like, well, basically, okay, so you can just bring someone back from the dead now. To me, it's, like, a necromancy thing. We basically no. saw her, I mean, we saw Nynaeve, obviously, heal uh, mm-hmm. land, but oh, I yeah. assume he's not dead yet. He's like, right. you know, so he's stopping the bleeding, you know, that makes sense. But like almost to me, I read as bringing Uguaine uh, back from yeah. the dead. And I was... I was like, that's necromancy. And mm-hmm. I just it made me think in most things, I think Fullmetal Alchemist uh, in Fullmetal Alchemist, the kids try to bring <laughs> their mother back from the dead doesn't yeah. go well because you have no. to exchange something. Um, right. in, in Lord of the Rings, the, the ring, the one ring is corrupting. It's like incredible power, but you mm-hmm. it, it drives you mad. And so there's always mm-hmm. a cost to the yeah. amount of power that you're expending here. And bringing someone back from the dead is like the pinnacle of that. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know. And so in most things, blood magic or necromancy is uh, a larger cost, yeah. cost of life. And so I'm just sitting here wondering... For channeling and using the one power and everything, is there a greater cost eventually? Or are we getting this power? What is the source of the source? And what's the cost for using it? And I'm hoping mm-hmm. there is something there to like, because mm-hmm. you don't get something for nothing. So I guess yeah. no, I don't want to spoil well, this. I just, that's what I was thinking right. of. Um, I'll say two Washington. quick things. Two quick things. Um,
2: one, um, it went really well in Castlevania when they brought back Dracula. So I don't know what you're talking about. There's always this like horrible, horrible okay, cost okay, or experience. Right. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kidding. Anybody who's seen that knows that they, yeah. you know, it's, it's horrid. Um, uh, and two, um, I, as far as I'm aware, Andrew, correct me wrong. You, you can't bring someone back from the dead using the source. So I just personally assumed that she wasn't quite dead yet
1: yeah you you the kind of had my, to roll with brain, that no,
2: like yeah no
1: i I agree with you in the books, you cannot bring somebody back that way. um there are I will say things with the lore that you know, like they talk about the wheel turning and ages coming and going and people being reborn. Right. there are elements. You know that appear in the book series that I again think will be explored, and we're you know beginning mm-hmm. to explore here. Like Rand talks mm-hmm. about himself in the in the final episode, mm-hmm. he like sees himself as loose. There and Telamon, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, "I mm-hmm. did these things." So mm-hmm. there's there's an element of like rebirth, and there is an element of um, like, bringing knowing someone, your past lives, right? Bringing someone back, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but there isn't this very direct like necromancy kind of thing. Especially, mm-hmm. especially not for our main characters. No. Um, so no. Yeah, you kind of just had to like roll with maybe na- Nynaeve's not dead, which again, the show didn't do a great job of making it look like she was like on the brink. Where like you said, John, <laughs> no. with, with Nynaeve healing land, he was definitely yeah. still alive. Like you saw him yeah. like moving and blinking and stuff like that. And right. you were like, whoa, crazy healing. That's nice. And, th- and the yeah. show goes into that's Nynaeve's talent now. You know, they mm-hmm. they right. say right after what you do with your first big embrace of the power is going to be like your kind of mm. signature thing.
2: Right. So for except Egwene, it was I'm Egwene sort of like, healing Nynaeve. Yeah.
1: In the, yeah, in this one, it's like Egwene healing Nynaeve, which is again a departure from the books. So. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Oh, d- I am completely misremembering that then.
1: Yeah, it's it was the other lock. way
0: around. Okay.
1: Egwene okay. heals Nynaeve.
0: Okay,
2: and like I wasn't just I wouldn't think mis- remembering of this, that. Wh- I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Egwene also is very powerful in her own right, and yeah. but she's not necessarily described in the books as like this natural like healer person yes. like Nynaeve yep. is generally. Yep.
0: Well, she didn't have that yep. opportunity to to wake up. You know, it's like a mutant; it's, their powers are exposed and duress. You know, and puberty and oh, stuff. Right. And so sure. obviously, you know, the wisdom had the the a p- imminent death of her future lover. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, and are into yeah. awakeness. Right. So.
3: right.
1: Right. Well, and like, and like Egwene's whole experience with the source, you know, trying to save Perrin when they're encountering the White Cloaks, I quite enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Like, that, of course, sure. was some major duress and, you know, mm-hmm. would, would, you know, lend itself yeah, to
3: that's channeling. Point, yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. so that, that whole like first touching of the source and like figuring things out made sense to me. Whereas here, like, yes, it was like a very emotional moment, but. I don't think it was very skillfully done in the sense it, of like, it rings it as... like necromancy and mm-hmm. it just was it just isn't like Egwene's thing in the books. Like yeah, we already yeah. have Nynaeve for the healing probably right. should have been reversed actually. So yeah, yeah, it was clumsy yeah. to me. Yeah.
0: Uh, one other thing I just thought of that I thought was really cool was um, the, when they were inside the, Portal, this other like pocket dimension, they're traveling and stuff. And the, the right before they got out, Waste yeah, up. the waves mm-hmm. right before they got out, I thought there was a pretty yeah. cool display of abilities and and the stuff that was coming after him, all the flying, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. I thought oh, it was
1: pretty
0: chin. Chin, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The black wind.
0: Um,. There's a lot more, uh, you know, <laughs> my again, my notes are extensive here. Uh, there's um, uh, characters we haven't even like really touched on, basically. Sure. Um, and all that so stuff. much to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we've going, been going for a pretty good chunk of time. Uh, open the floor if there's something that like must be discussed that we're missing out on. Go for it. Yeah.
1: So one major, 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 major plot point here. Um, comes in episode eight um, with the last stand of Faldara and the uh, the guardsmen tearing down the throne to dig up the Horn of Valir. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: And then mm-hmm.
1: our old friend Padden Fane comes back, the, the merchant, mm-hmm. the peddler from Two Rivers, mm-hmm. who we saw mm-hmm. like just in a blip in Tarvalon and now comes back in mm-hmm. Faldara being like, mm-hmm. followed y'all. You know, he clearly. We well, saw him come waves. out of the
2: ways, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. There's a scene so in the ways you can out. actually see him in like the some like lightning flashes, and you can see yep. just his silhouette. Oh, really? Oh, cool. that's cool. Yeah. Yes. You have to really yep. look for it when you rewatch it. Yeah.
1: So but. yeah, so I just I just feel like we have to talk about that because Padden Fane, again is a is an important character in the books. He mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. reappear quite often. Um, he's kind of dark friend extra right now. You yeah. know, he's a dark right. friend that can channel. Um, and it's clearly been tracking the Two Rivers guys and, and spying for the Dark One and being like, listen, I'm following yeah. y'all because y'all have a part to play in the pattern. Right. And then at the end, he takes the Horn of Valir, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty important plot point that I I was sort of like okay. upset about at first um, mm-hmm. because they just like, they're like, here, the Horn of Valir, we've had it. We've been hiding it in Faldara all this time. Right. and Right. Like, now
2: this Dark One has it.
1: And now this dark friend has it. Yeah. So I was a little annoyed because like the guards, like the second they hear a commotion, they just like leave the horn and they're like, oh, shoot, like we got to go fight, which (laughs) I always find so weird. It's like, yeah, this is like a big treasure thing that you dug up. Mm -hmm. Like you're just going to abandon it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also was a little annoyed because it's a whole big thing in the books. Like there's a whole Mm -hmm. book devoted to like searching for the horn, like
2: hunters for the horn. There's like people that are like seeking it.
1: Yep, there's a um, whole like company and stuff like that, yeah. but but ultimately for the books or for the show, I get why they just sort of had to be like
2: throwing kind of got
1: to gloss over this. This we yeah. have to introduce the horn, right? But yeah, it's a big piece of lore where whoever, whoever blows the horn, um, mm-hmm. in can like summon the heroes of legend, like mm-hmm. you know, the the heroes that stood with lose Theremin. uh, mm-hmm. Luz, yeah, Luz Theron, Theron. Telemon, mm-hmm. yeah, yep um so yes it's so it can be again a thing used for either dark or light and so it's of course mm-hmm. important now that pad and fane has taken it
0: mm-hmm. well during oh, that parent which picked i think is that setting axe up for... I'm like, yeah don't give him an axe please I know <laughs> all right all right um i will
2: add one uh, thing on that your that uh, your uh viewer should know about pad and fane um yes so you know he's a dark friend but he also now eventually in the books, too, gets a hold of that dagger from Shadar Lagoth. And it kind of that is its own separate, unique brand of evil, uh, separate and apart from the dark one. And he kind of becomes like doubly evil in his own, like, kind of way. And he kind of goes rogue. So he's just so you know, and I don't think it's like a spoiler. And it, maybe they don't do it that way because clearly it seemed like he was working like directly with some. Um, um oh my god i'm blanking what are you like forsaken no he was yeah he was with two fades at the end so clearly he's yeah. like just completely dark, for up, the dark but, one yeah or, or yeah dark yeah dark yeah a dark one ended up but like he becomes like his own kind of like his own person with his own motivations and stuff and it's like a super cool character but I i hope they kind of bring that into it a little bit more how it's like important that he's right. like this super powerful, he becomes even more powerful as like a dark friend because of this new other evil he gets from the dagger. So it's super cool, and I hope they go into that a little more in depth in the in the show. Although I don't know if they'll have time, but we'll see. Yeah,
1: so, I felt like they were they were setting up for season two a little bit um because of course the the second book is called The Great Hunt and it is about like the Horn of Valir and the search for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is like leading into that. And Fane yeah. obviously yeah. having it they're going to yeah. lean into his character in season two. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. One thing I thought was really interesting was I was looking for this comment where, where who was saying it, but I think it was, must've been Moraine saying to send the message about Matt to the red one. Oh I'm my like, God, Oh, I you want know. him dead. I know, want him a,
1: <laughs> that was such a roller coaster. I was like, Oh, I she know. cares about Matt. Oh shit. She's handing him to the reds. I like, know. I know. Uh, that was weird it was weird yeah no yeah that was yeah. a weird departure from the books Moraine. okay okay um
0: I, yeah i thought like i mean i figured she's just that well he's gone clearly so we're right, right. right.
2: well on the red the red Aja wouldn't necessarily like kill him they would just like take him and like hold him until they can make sure he's not like a threat to, like well the what plan. they've she
0: shown us gen- in the show so him. far I'd assume sure. that he would be basically dead i mean like what they've shown in in the show i uh, sure. given yeah. that, impression that's what i read it into it anyway. anyways yeah he uh, he's,
2: he's not it. dead and he's a very important character throughout the whole series so yeah <laughs> you know, i'm just saying
0: yeah i mean like i i see he's alive yeah but i am just mean like clearly she's setting people on the path to take him sure. out that was to me wh- the way i read that
1: right so, which which yeah, i think is sure. a weird a weird flex here mm-hmm. um, and it's a weird mm-hmm. departure from book moiraine
2: right yeah um, The only thing right. I wanted to say, and we can, you know, if the other people are other things. The only thing yeah. I wanted to say is that, like, uh, um, I've watched all these episodes with my wife, who didn't particularly want to hear about all my gripes about differences between the books and the show as we were watching it. Um, so, you know, understandably. And so I, I appreciate this outlet to, be able to talk about some of the things that were very frustrating to me. Yes. Um, but overall, I really really enjoyed the series like i i I tried to really just appreciate it for its own thing and i tried not to get too caught up in like differences i mean you wouldn't know it from listening to this uh podcast but i tried not to get too caught up in the differences and just enjoy it for like what it is and there was and there was lots of things i loved and so i don't want i mean some of these criticisms are kind of nitpicky and so if there happens to be any producers or showrunners from you know, Amazon Wheel of Time that is watching this, like, please know I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted I to, to be we, clear because I gave a lot of criticisms in this in this pod.
1: We nickpick yeah. because we care. I mean, right, you know, I mean, if I didn't care, then I would just sort of like blow past these things and be like, sure, Nye. who
3: cares? Right. But I put yeah, like, I you mean, know, it, I like think
1: about them and it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I hope they did it this way because and like maybe. Right. You know, there was this reason behind X and Y there are some things I'm probably just never going to love, um, mm-hmm. you know, sure. to, to jump on the bandwagon land and Nynaeve's relationship. I'm probably never going to love that, sure. but you know, that doesn't mean like I can't care about like the way it's crafted.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's nerd culture. That's being a fan or a fanatic. Mm-hmm. Like you just, I mean, I think about that a lot too. Sometimes sit and complain about a show that ultimately, you know, we talked about Hawkeye, and I said right. plenty of things I didn't enjoy, but I I liked the show a lot. I think it's probably right. my favorite Marvel Disney show. Yeah, right. and mm-hmm. um, so as much as like I definitely got, with that was a slow start to this. I don't like shows with kids or young people generally. Like I have issues with them, and like I got lot. I have lots of production problems and stuff or whatever. But mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed. I still enjoyed my time. Um, yes. With it, and I think that if they dump a little more money into this, and they can feel mm-hmm. confident that they can keep going with a good number of seasons, we mm-hmm. can we can work on the pace, we can work on production value, and they have something on their hands here because yeah, clearly there's a big following. I've been mean, watching like generally on a like monthly basis or whatever. Um, Netflix and Disney dominate the streaming charts generally Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. that's who's there the one one of the shows that's popping up in there consistently is wheel of time amazon Mm -hmm. pops up in there and this one and it comes to a surprise i guess to some people because not a lot of people are talking about it which is good to me like it's it's saying that the fan base isn't just a whole bunch of you know twitter trolls that spend all their time online you know whatever but people are watching it and so i Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be a successful series i think that if they play their cards right they they have something here um, I mm-hmm. think it's a, a, a satisfying first season. And I just mm-hmm. hope for an upward trajectory going forward. You yep. know, it's kind of like Absolutely. Battlestar Galactica. The the first opening of it was um was like a short film. It was a movie mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so hour mm-hmm. or something or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And definitely lower production values. But once they got the green light to go ahead and people mm-hmm. liked it, like mm-hmm. there's a clear improvement going forward in mm-hmm. season one mm-hmm. and on and mm-hmm. i'm just hoping for that kind of thing here you know yeah. they got yeah. it was kind of a short season mm-hmm. sort of a lot rushed they want to have something concluding and a big battle at the end and stuff so if things right. don't go they you know but now i think yeah like you say they got greenlit before it aired for the mm-hmm. next season so mm-hmm. yeah i think um i think it could be a something good here and yeah, I as as much as it, I freaked out at moments. I I enjoyed it so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want any of my criticisms to dissuade anyone from watching it. I think I no. criticize because I care. Um, right. And you know, there's there's always things that you you think like you know could have been done better, um, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away from my essential enjoyment of the show. And and mm-hmm. the fact that I'm thrilled that Amazon took this on. I think mm-hmm. overall. They did it in a great way. They they got a handle on a lot of source material and managed to condense it down into something mm-hmm. I think that's understandable for those who haven't read the books.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's still mm-hmm.
1: enjoyable for those of us who have, even if we mourn yep. the loss of, you know, certain elements from the book.
3: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: commendable job. Like you said, John, yep. I really hope that they can get some more money thrown at this for production value, kind of smooth out some of the rough edges enhance some of the effects that i already think they're making strides on improving um Mm -hmm. and yeah season two can just be something really epic
0: yeah it's a it's another win for sony they just had a giant time at the box office for uh Mm -hmm. spider-man now they have mm -hmm. this show that's like one of the few shows you know making headways in the charts against the big two and um they uh um, they do, They have a tie in, I think, right now with the Amazon game, like MMORPG, The New World. Um, right. There's a tie in with Wheel of Time for you can get some cosmetic things and stuff for uh, your people, you know, outfits sure. and stuff or whatever. That's so cool. that's a little more exposure. So, because I was thinking, let's, yeah. you know, there could be a cool video game somewhere in here, you know, Sony. Sure. Uh, I, can, I can see, you know, they made this, but this, this is competing now. You know, this is a Sony and Amazon thing. So who gets to make the game? But, um you're right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um I do want to just like plug if you're loving like Wheel of Time and like loving being in this universe Amazon did release like a kind of a mini library of short videos and like backstories on characters, events like mm. the breaking of the world, like the Aes Sedai, oh. the Warders, you know. They kind of have a whole like mini library of videos um in the oh, Wheel of Time page. They should yeah, advertise it, that. Oh, they really should. Um, I just kind of happened to stumble upon it when I was just kind of poking around. Um, so yeah, so if you're interested, I would highly recommend watching those. Yeah. They, they do a, again, a good job of like condensing things down into a couple, like, you know, couple minute videos kind of thing, just to mm-hmm. like, give you more uh, mm-hmm. in the world. So kudos to them for doing oh. that.
2: Hmm. Very cool. Right. Yeah. I'll check that out.
0: Well, I think that uh, going forward, you know, if we um, we can always do a thing where if we want to cover rumors and stuff or filming news or whatever from the upcoming season, if we're interested in that kind of thing, we can. Otherwise, we don't want any potential spoilers from that. We don't have to. But whatever, you know, there's a lot to discuss going forward. Or if you guys want to talk book, whatever, um, we always got that we can make happen. So of course yeah. um great otherwise i think it's been a pretty uh i'm, I'm glad we could provide an outlet to uh you know <laughs> um just vent and gl- you know glow about a couple things here and there yep. on the on the show that um mm-hmm. maybe otherwise wouldn't get to and um appreciate your input and everything so yeah um everybody well, thanks you guys for up. joining yeah absolutely yeah. and always, um always a
2: pleasure being here
0: you bet um so that'll be it for popcast on the rocks episode 88 you should uh if you like shows like this you like content based on nerdy things and whatever make sure you give us a follow on twitter youtube twitch facebook all the places where most of them um leave comments we've gotten some comments on wheel of time things before and i read them i think. Thought to myself, I have no idea what you're talking about. Andrea, Andrea, (laughs) read these comments and respond. Um, So, um, yeah, but we appreciate that greatly. Podcast directories, you can listen on Spotify now uh, in video form or audio. Take your pick. Um, We're uploading in video there as well. And otherwise, whatever other podcast directory, we're on a bunch of them. So go there, leave a review. That helps others find us um killing the flower they're a band that created our theme song so go ahead and give them a look see on youtube instagram and spotify and that'll be it we'll be back next week with another awesome episode based on something cool so um in the time for the time being andrea phil thanks for joining me
1: of course as always cheers everybody see you in 2022